I'm Commander Shepard, and the Unnamed Games Podcast is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Shepard out. Hello, people of the internet. Oh my god. Execute episode 66. <laughs> Unlimited power. There we go. Yeah, that was my uh, little Star Wars reference. You, All right. You can take the makeup off now, Craig. Oh. You hurt my feelings, Mate, that's man. That's not makeup. That's not makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 66, the Star Wars Order 66 episode. It isn't a Star Wars episode, it's about telly, but, you know, it's number 66. It's got to be talked is that, about. Is that why you have 66 on your name? Is that how that's yes. referenced to? Order 66, yeah. my friend. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, as you can hear for audio listeners, uh, with me, I have Mr. Alan Longfangs Howlett. How are you, my good man? Good evening, sir. I have my big glass of bourbon. I have my packet of Pringles. Other crisp varieties are available. <laughs> and I have my incontinence pants on, so I'm ready for the night. Fandabulous. And we also have the, uh, well, he's been missing for a number of weeks. It's uh, uh, Mr. Phil, a uh, Mr. Speed Freak Phil. How are you, sir? I am very good, thank you. I was unaware Alan had upgraded to incontinence pants for the episodes now. I mean, that's really the epitome of it, I suppose. You know, we it's can go pr- two it's hours forward planning, mate. It's forward planning. It's, it's, not, it's not just for the podcast, they're so usable. It, you just, you know, you can sit there, you play your game, you think, I need to go for a wee, and then you think, I forget the loop. Hang on. No, I don't. I can just stay where I am. Mate, mate, efficiency. That's I'll be honest, I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried one day he's going to sit there and he's going to have this look on his face, and he'll be like, what's up? He's like, oh, my catheter slipped or something like that. <laughs> I'm just doing a, doing a number two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that lovely thought, Massive um, <laughs> I'm going to put a little caveat out that Phil has moved house. As you can see, he's got a beautiful background, albeit a little bit pixelated now and again. Yeah. Um, but he's moved, he's got his own little office and everything. Yeah. The problem is he's on proper pigeon-powered broadband, a 4G router that at very best gets about 8 meg uh, download. Isn't that right, Phil? Oh, yeah, and it's a, it's a quality, a very solid and reliable 2 megabyte upload at the moment as yeah. well. So. Uh, <laughs> If I don't respond to questions or I appear to freeze, it's not that I've broken, it's that the internet has broken. No change there, then. My messages, <laughs> I will, of course, send my messages via Pigeon to Craig and he can read out the answers if I need be. Done. There we go. Look, there we it's go. Sh- I'm almost disappointed we haven't got a quiz this week because I'd be a shoo-in for the win. Yeah. <laughs> Hit your buzzers. Yeah. <laughs> About 15 minutes later, feels like... <laughs> <laughs> One other quick little thing I wanted to mention, just for uh, video, uh, <laughs> people watching the video. Sorry, Phil was just pulling a very funny face there. Uh, but people watching the video, we have our normal badge, um, as you can see on the right of the screen. But on the left of the screen, we have the unnamed Games Pod logo that my son made and left on my computer screen the other week, and I forgot about it. So I thought I'd pop it on there. Thank you very much, Ryan. It's very nice. I really appreciate well done, it. Ryan. So now, uh, now that should be the quiz. Actually, we should look at it and see if you can name all the games that those, yeah. those particular. I mean, I think we can all agree GTA's the the. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You see the Minecraft M. I can see the M, and I can definitely see the Halo O down there. Yeah, the Reddit yeah. P. Battlefield yeah, D. Modern Warfare for the M as well. Yeah, yeah. nice. But some nice. of them are a little bit a bit tricky, I'd say. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, maybe Assassin's Creed for the N. Maybe. Could, could be, be, I reckon. It could be. Yeah, but it's yeah, a got... good little piece of work. Yeah. Yes, well done. <laughs> Good stuff. Owen Ryan's watching. Let he's put a little thanks. Ha <laughs> ha. Cool. Right. Let's get cracking then. So, um, as per usual, 
we're going to dive into uh, what we've been up to this week. So I'm going to go in traditional fashion to Alan first because Phil always has to be last. Uh, the <laughs> and rightly so. not first, you're last. Second um, place on the grid. <laughs> so Alan, being so excited for the upcoming Indiana Jones game that he thought, what kind of movie can I watch that's going to give me that astounding adventure and just just fun and excitement? What did you watch, Alan? Uncharted with Tom Holland. <laughs> you sound enamoured by it as well. Do let, tell. Let me, let me put it this I watched way. It you know? too, right? Hang on, hang on, Phil. Don't jump it's, the gun, Phil. <laughs> it's it's not that it's bad. Oh, wow. It's just that it's not very good, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, there is a fantastic action scene in the film, which is just, I would imagine, because I've never actually played the games, just like the games. The problem is, is this is the action scene they put into all the trailers with Tom Holland hanging out the back of an airplane. It's the only substantial action scene in the entire thing, apart from a couple of other fights. So it's like, they just, that's it. Yeah. And I have to say... Uncharted 3. Yeah, yeah, and I have to say, no no offence to Mark Wahlberg, but his Sully is non-existent, really. Mm. He's just, he's not really likeable, he doesn't see, he's just, he's just a a non-character in my opinion. I don't even remember the name of the female characters, there are two, Mm. both of which seem to spend most of their time betraying everybody. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, yeah, there's the the, the, the one that's, but anyway, I don't want to give too much away, but anyway, and the, the only character that's got any sort of charisma and actually thankfully is Tom Holland mm. I mean he's he's a good actor I really like him I enjoy him in the Spider-Man films and I have to say that he does a really good job in this film as well and it's not that as I said it's not that the film is bad it's just kind of like meh yeah isn't Antonio Banderas in it? He is. He yes. He is. He is. Yeah. I'm gonna. He's I'm gonna the, call him the bad, bad guy, guy, but he's not really because again, I don't want to spoil it. But it's like he's kind of the bad guy for a bit of the film. Yeah. It's like, and it's kind of like there's one scene, for example, and again, I don't want to spoil too much, but let's be honest, it's not that great a film. You're not really missing out. But there's a bit where they spent ages trying to solve this puzzle, trying to get through this labyrinth in these tunnels and find where these keys and things fit and unravel the mystery, how to get somewhere. And they get there and it's a nightclub with hundreds of people in it. And it's like you just spent the first 20 minutes of the film setting them up to get this key to steal it from an auction house to then go and do this, to figure out this puzzle, to go to a place where loads of people just walked in through the front door. Okay. That's not, strictly speaking, fair. That is exactly you know, they... how it happens. No, 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 no. They find the on, key, they go through the maze, and then they get to the nightclub. They go through the nightclub through another secret exit in the nightclub and then do a bit more kind of mazy stuff and then they get there. So well, that makes it sound loads better. They could have just gone through the nightclub. But they didn't know where they were going at the start. They just knew they had to go in that direction. But I can't I remember how... I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't played all of this. The, 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 uh, the um, uh, what's, I've forgotten, oh God, I've forgotten her name. Um, Lara Croft, the Tomb Raider games. I haven't played all of them, but I'm pretty sure there's not one where she goes to an underground catacomb and has to solve a puzzle in a church, move pews around to find a secret keyholes in an altar to open up a secret passage that leads through a tunnel to a nightclub populated by hundreds of people <laughs> that's just pointless and well, it's maybe bad. if they had that in they'd have sold more copies of the game wouldn't they? maybe maybe <laughs> but it's it's that kind that's of writing it's that kind of lazy writing you can you, 
you can expect for the majority of the film, I'm afraid. It's mm. not clever. It doesn't wow you in any way whatsoever. Yes, there is some fun to be had. It's not bad. It's it's amusing on occasion. There's a nice bit of comedy and rapport between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. Mm. Um, and if you're a big fan of the Uncharted games, I can probably see that there's lots in there that you would enjoy. But as a film... I personally think the Tomb Raider film was a lot better than this was, to be frank. Mm. Um, so, and it's yeah. What do you think? What, what was your take on it, then, Phil? Because you seem like you liked it a bit more than Alan. Oh, I've got to be honest. I mean, he's pretty fair in his assessment. It is a distinctly <laughs> average movie at best. Um, mm. To be honest with you, like I didn't. I, I quite enjoyed the start of the movie, the kind of setup to it. I I didn't mind the bit with the, like the keys and the mystery. Okay, the nightclub was obviously a deal breaker for Alan. I kind of. <laughs> Yeah, they were they were trying to have that shock of like, oh my god, it's something completely unexpected is here, and then you know, they carry on and they succeeded. Yeah, they did. You know, I'll be honest. The bit that broke it for me was the very end of the movie. There's this last kind of fight with some galleons. Be... I'm not going to say any more than that, but yeah. oh yeah, that's awful. Like, just, yeah, awful. And, then, and like you know, there was a helicopter involved, and it just I was like. I mean, it's bad enough that the physics is complete nonsense, isn't it? It's bad enough that the physics is complete nonsense. But not to mention the fact that they do billions of pounds of damage to ancient relics just so they can steal half a bag of gold and kill multiple people. I mean, they're like mass murderers. They steal a helicopter by murdering two people who are just flying the helicopter. They never do anything. And then they come in and they murder them. And it's like, oh, my God, these are supposed to be the good guys. And this is where we know Allah hasn't played the Uncharted games yeah. because if this was an Uncharted game, by that point in the story, you'd have killed six hundred people. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but you with it, but you'd been a cheeky chappy some... doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, there'd have been a cheeky smile, a bit of a suave, you know, maybe some climbing up some rocks. Yeah, it's a very average movie. Like I think mm. to get any value out of it, you need to be a fan of the games because, like you said, Mark Wahlberg brings nothing to it like they could have put anyone mm-hmm. in that role and it would have made zero difference tom holland is really the only recognizable kind of engaging character in the entire movie i mean mm. I, I did like antonio banderas and you know he has his moment in the middle where he's a bit and then it all goes wrong for him not gonna say more on that but yeah watch it if you're a fan of the the movies otherwise for the love of god don't pay to watch it you know wait till it comes out on netflix or amazon prime or something because mm. it's mm. yeah yeah, well, I think, um, I mean, you've bought it, haven't you, Phil? And so I think the boys are quite keen to watch it. So, yeah, well done, mate. Uh, we'll sit down and <laughs> we'll sit down and um, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, we'll sit down and watch that together, have a go through. I mean, you know, I've got absolutely no no interest in it, really. It just seems you could tell straight away from the trailer it was going to be your normal, usual pumped out Sony tripe that's just the blockbuster kind of no effort put into it edited to oblivion just you know paint by numbers how to do an average film that's going to make x amount of money it's the normal type stuff that they do um but what disappoints me is the fact that you know and again nothing against tom holland you know i think potentially he could play a good young um uh, young nathan drake um but the only reason they had mark Wahlberg in as sully was because he was going to play nathan drake originally when they first wanted to do the movie about 10 years ago or whatever it was uh, but he never got round to it so they got him in for that but you look back to the fan-made film that they released. Uh, some people so released good. a little while ago. Nathan yeah. Fillion. Nathan, Nathan yeah, Fillion. Nathan Fillion as as, yeah. as Nate Drake was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then I forget the guy's name. The guy from Avatar, the grizzly general guy um, with the grey hair. You know the one I oh, mean? From um, um, Liam 
Lang, isn't it, or something like that? Or something, something like that. Stephen yeah, Lang? he played Stephen, Stephen Lang. Lang. That's it. Yeah, he plays That's Sully, Stephen and he's Lang. brilliant as Sully. He, yeah, he really nails it. Oh, you know, so just good. from yeah. this short little twenty-minute film, it was just fantastic. I mean, yeah, Nathan Fillion was probably was getting a little bit too old for it. <laughs> yeah, and it was, you know, it's just a shame that. But you that know, that twenty-minute fan-made film was so much better than the hour and forty-five minutes Sony-made film. It was yeah, yeah, so yeah. much better. Yeah. Yeah, well, we just want to say a quick hello to Kimmy. Kimmy's on, and I don't know if you boys watched last week's episode. You probably didn't, no. um, but me and Alan were on, and Alan, uh, not Alan, Chris, uh, me and Ratley were on. Yeah, and Ratley had a bit of a troll asking us to talk about RuneScape, um, but I won't go into that. You can go back and listen to the other episode. So, Kimmy, no, I don't think we will be talking about RuneScape. It's a game, and that's it. <laughs> Good stuff. Cool. Right, moving on. Phil, you're next, my friend. So, what have you been okay. playing recently? Well, it's something we've both been playing together, isn't it? Um, we you know, have uh, indeed. Uh, been diving in, chasing that dragon playing... again. Oh, yes. I have been playing the Olympic Games Festival of the gaming world. I've been playing Guardian Games in Destiny 2. It's yes, got the colours, it's got the banners, it's got RPG shaders. It doesn't have speed racing, thank God. RPG oh. shaders? Yeah, red. Where's it? RPG. Oh, RGB, RGB shaders. Oh, sorry. RGB. Yeah, the shader, the funky new shader <laughs> that makes your armor change color. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot what the shader was called now, but it's very cool. Yeah. Um, Photo finish. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Photo finish. There we go. So mm. I've really enjoyed. It. I didn't play the previous Guardian game, so you know this was quite a good opportunity for me because I could unlock that hair apparent exotic machine gun that I'd never been able to get. It's average. Probably going straight in the vault, let's be honest, never <laughs> using it again. Um, you know, I liked the kind of mashup they did where it was a combination of sort of strikes and like they had a couple of story missions in there and they sort of mixed them all up and then put them into the Guardian Games playlist. So every one of those you complete, you get your little Guardian Games medal and once you get enough medals, you go and dunk them in your little flag and you see who wins out of the Titans, the Hunters and the Warlocks. And I think it was Warlocks last week and I'm going to say I think they won again this week by the looks of it. Well... When I went into the tower earlier on today, um, the Titan flag was really high. Uh, I don't know if that means that Titans have won this one. I have no idea. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I went there and I pressed the button and I got the little halo thing on my Warlock. So I'm kind of assuming that means the Warlock's won. Because they won last week and that gave us the halo, so. Yeah. Nice. Either way, yes. um, You know, if you're a Destiny fan, then absolutely jump back in. It's just a mashup of the existing playlists. You know, they've got a few new modifiers on there just to make it a little bit harder. But they've also got, um, once you complete one of their, what they call the, is it the competitive or the, you do the training playlist in the week, Mm -hmm. and it's the competitive one at the weekend. Yeah. And depending on how well you score in the training playlist, you then get a scaling buff for your character when you then play back through it again. So I think once you get to the platinum tier on there, you then get the silver buff, which gives you like a, a, a multiplying damage bonus and a movement bonus and a health regen bonus as well. Mm. So you can play a lot more aggressively than you would do normally. So typically with this harder content in Destiny, you have to kind of stay back and take cover. We all know I don't take cover well, ever. No. Just get killed a lot. So that was really nice for me because it meant I could survive just that little bit longer before standing in a hail of fire from two wizards. I just want to put, put some context onto this. Me and me and Phil were playing with a friend of ours, Sherman, the other day, and there's a particular sort of alleyway on this one one strike that we were doing where it's a bridge, and there's cover either side that you can move in and out of, and there is a hail of enemies in front of you. 
big, nasty bosses, champions, and I was standing, looking at Sherman in the opposite cover, the other side of the bridge, watching Phil with his machine gun, standing like Rambo in the middle of it, just get absolutely wiped oh. out multiple <laughs> times. It's like, Phil, cover! <laughs> did you have fun, I Phil? I did, yeah, do you know what? I that's all, the, that's all that matters. When I put my helium, yeah. like, I went in yeah. there and I was like, Oh! <laughs> and then the wizards went, oh! and then I went, <laughs> then Sherman yeah. ran in and healed me while he was invisible. I was like, brilliant. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it's been good. I've, I've really enjoyed oh, it as well, God, actually, because this has actually been the first Guardian Games that I've played because Guardian Games always seems to come at Definitely. the end of the season. Yeah. And usually by that point, I've kind of, I've, I've come off Destiny, you know, I've played enough that I wanted for that season and I get, then don't usually come back till the next season. But this time around, I really felt compelled to finish off the season, the uh, season pass that I bought. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go in and get this all done. And I'm really glad I did. It's just, it's just, like I say, like you said, doing that kind of multiplayer, uh, sorry, the multiplier play. So when you're going through and just trying to up your score and do it as efficiently as possible, changing your life, loadouts you know doing little tricks to try and get higher scores like there's this great little triumph that you get a bonus score for um cool i forget what it's called now it's um it, it's uh, insult to injury that's it so you go up to one of the hardest type enemies you whittle their health down to basically nothing and then you do a little emote dance in front of them before you kill them with like a finisher move and it gives you like an extra four thousand points that was great fun going through that earlier on today um <laughs> but yeah it's um right, yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but good fun, and uh, it is the end of the season, isn't it? So uh, we've got uh, the next season coming on Tuesday. Um, th this week at Bungie came out, th well, this week, uh, and they said they're going to drop a trailer the morning of Tuesday if you want to see what's coming, but they want people to kind of go in blind with it. Uh, but I'm quite excited to see what happens, because um, quite a bit of a twist in the story this season with uh, with old Lord Saladin. Oh, yep. um, yeah, so it could be interesting what happens going forward, I think, with the Cabal. But yeah, I'm not going to ask Very you, Alan, because I know you have zero interest in Destiny and probably don't even know what we're talking about with half of it. <laughs> I, I do know what you're talking about. I just, you got the first part right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff, good stuff. No, yeah, it's good. Lovely. Right. Um, Alan, Love, Death and Robots season, is it two or Man, three? It's season three, actually. Season I watched three. it. I watched the whole lot. I binged it. And to be fair, it doesn't take that long. It's about two, two, two and a half hours. Mm. Um, and uh, it's all little mini. Uh, there's eight episodes in this season. I think there was like the most was season one, which was 16 episodes. And then it went to nine episodes for season or eight for season two, and then it's nine or eight, I can't remember, for, for season three. Mm. Um, and they're all somewhere between, you know, I think the, the, the smallest one, which funnily enough is my favourite one, is about eight minutes, six minutes, seven minutes long, um, and the longest one is like 20 minutes long. And they're these animations, um, and they're, all, they're, all, they're whatever you want. I mean, for me, if I had to describe them, I remember, and my memory's never that good, to be fair, but I do remember <laughs> when I was a kid, being a sci-fi nerd and a geek, one of my favourite mm. things was these novels that you could buy, these anthologies of these science fiction stories. And you'd buy this anthology and it'd have maybe 10, 15, 20 short stories in it, all science fiction, but you never knew what you were going to get. They were always different, completely different. You'd have one that was like, you know, super futuristic, 
futuristic, one that was set on modern times, but with an element of sci-fi to it, all different. And that's what Love, Death and Robots is really about. Or Sex, mm. Death and Robots, is it? Love, Death and Robots? I can't Love, remember. Death and Robots, yeah. Yeah, Love, Death and Robots is Love really about. Robots. It's it's really like that. It's like each each one is so they're animated differently. You know, some of them are very, very sort of like different types of animation, very interesting ideas. And I, out of the eight episodes, I'm going to stick with eight for this season. I have to say that six of them I absolutely loved. Mm. Um, there was one I absolutely didn't like, um, even though the animation was fantastic and one I could take it or leave it. My favourite one was the shortest one. It's about six minutes and it's called Night of the Mini Death. And right. it's, it, it's, you've got to watch it. I cannot recommend this. If you have Netflix, is it, funny it, or? it is funny as hell. It is mm. basically Night of the, Night of the, of the Living Dead, yeah? Okay. But it's done with little miniatures. And okay. it is absolutely hilarious. It is so well done. But it's not like they've just done it on the cheap. It's like the special effects are amazing. But mm. it is still so funny. The first minute just starts with these two minis going into a graveyard having sex all over the gravestones. Yeah. And then they end up causing this like these undead to start rising. And then it just it escalates. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it is just phenomenal. And then there's another one which is almost like based on almost like Cthulhu. And, and it's kind of like these massive they, they, these these this squad of six soldiers in iraq find an underground cave with this like and, and i don't want to give too much away but uh, there's there's so much variety in the stories um everyone may not be for everybody but if you haven't caught any of these yet i would definitely recommend you know i mean if you just want to want to watch one you could watch one in five six ten minutes and mm. and then go away and come back the next day and watch the next one which is 10 20 minutes long and and just tick them off that way yeah but out of the the three seasons which is must be was it eight nine that's 17 plus 16 so that's like no you know just over 30 episodes i'd have to say there's at least a 75 percent success rate for me Mm. Um, as far as really enjoying what the content is, what the story is. Um, and some of them I wouldn't have thought they would be my thing. And mm. then it gets to the end of the story and you're like, oh, wow, yeah. This, I think there's one, I can't remember which season it is, two or three, where basically the guy opens up his fridge and finds a little civilization starting. And it runs for 10 minutes. Yeah, and it just, yeah, it, yeah, I've yeah. seen that one. And, yeah. and it goes all the way through as they evolve into like this futuristic space, yeah. like like Faring Nation, and they have wars, nuclear wars, and he's watching yeah. with his wife in the fridge. And it's yeah. amazing. It's so mm. clever, and it's literally 10 minutes long. And that's why that, that I would heartily recommend this series. It's mm. on Netflix, and as I say, I, I binge the whole lot. Probably took me a little over two hours to watch, two yeah. and a half. Nice, nice. Yeah, I... I've watched some of Love and Robots, mm. uh, Love, Death and Robots, sorry. And uh, it's one of those ones, though, where, because it's very adult, some of them, very some. adult, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so during the day was never really a suitable time for me to watch with kids about. And then kind of, it's not Chrissy's sort of thing. So if we were like watching TV together or something, she's no way she's going to enjoy that. And then it's just kind of keeps dropping off my radar. I see it, I think I really should watch that at some point. And I just never get around to it. I need to make the effort. It could be the perfect thing, like before going to bed, you could just watch a couple of episodes, you know, just because yeah. it's so short, just dip it in. Have you watched much of it? good. So I've only watched the first season. I completely missed the second season. And I actually wasn't aware the third season was on there. So, uh, Good point with that one, Alan, because obviously being a big anime fan, that's like 100% up my street. Um, I mean, I was, the one that always stuck with me for the first season was the one where there's the farmers and they have the giant mech robots for doing the farming. That's and then so they have good. to defend their cattle from aliens. Yeah. And yeah. they start like modifying their like tractor mechs, basically, to get in a massive battle. 
nice. pretty epic. <laughs> there's, there's, it's like the third or fourth episode of it. And they go an- absolutely full in on it for like 15 minutes. <laughs> there's another episode in this third series where there's a farmer who's got a rat problem. I highly recommend this one as well. Mm. It is amazing, this episode again. Again, another awesome. absolute classic. Nice. Highly recommended there all round by the sounds of it. So, well, on the subject of of, uh, animation, um, I spoke about it last week and I might have spoken about it a bit before, but uh, Phil, obviously, he's convinced me to get into the Clone Wars that I really struggled with early on. Won't go through the whole story again. I finally finished all of the Clone Wars. And I just got to say, I mean, I know other people have said it before, but particularly the the last two seasons, but particularly the last season, and even more particularly the last four episodes of season seven on The Clone Wars, absolutely phenomenal, top-tier Star Wars. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, I'm just, I'm so gutted I never got to it earlier. And it was that if anybody out there is in the same position as me where you watch those first couple of seasons and the first ones, they're not great. They are, they're really, they're really kiddie and they're just like, okay, I see what they're having a bit of fun with Star Wars. And like me, you just kind of leave it. But wow, the, it just, the whole of season six and then season into season seven, just it, the way they cap it off as the Clone Wars, not really being about Anakin and Obi-Wan and all the Jedi Order. It's, it's a Soka story um, and, and the clone story. And, and it's something that was really missing from the films. It's filling a huge gap. Um, and I, I just, I absolutely loved it. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously jumping on it because Obi-Wan's coming out very, very shortly. So now I'll finish that. I'm um, now going into episode three and, and watching the Bad, ba- Bad Batch as well. So I should be able to get that all done before Obi-Wan lands. Do, uh, t- I take it, Alan, you've watched the... Them. Yeah, have you watched the Clone Wars, Alan, right the way through to the end, season seven? No, no, I have not at all. Uh, I've barely watched any of them. I think I watched a couple of the like the first season when this is a bit kiddie for me and never never took up again. So, mate, um, it's I'm yeah, talking season seven is Mandalorian levels of awesome. Like it's That's honestly mate, seriously good. Returning characters, things you didn't see coming, great levels of of additional storytelling to add weight to the rest of the story. I've got a bit of a link that I got from, I, I can't remember what, um, I think it's like Polygon or somewhere like that, where someone's gone through and they've pulled out like the key episodes to watch. There's like maybe one episode from season one, maybe two or three from season two, maybe one from season three. And then when you get up to like, it's watch all of season six, all of season seven, but they're ones that all add weight to things that have happened in the movies, like understanding more about, Order 66, you know, <laughs> reference, you know, from today. Um, again, finding out more about um, Obi-Wan's past and maybe why he um, kind of looks the other way with the whole thing with Anakin and Padme a little bit. And there's there's lots of, you know, there's uh, maybe the way that Yoda um, handles the whole situation in episode three. It all adds weight and context behind a lot of that. It's, it's really well done. It's, at the end of the day, its last two seasons are, they're completely... Um, uh, produced and uh, kind of guided by Dave Filoni, you know. So they are they are the pre predecessor to what he did mm. with Mandalorian. Um, so I would seriously go back and do it, Alan. I really would. I'll share that link to you. Okay. I mean, just just drop in and kind of add the weight and the why the seasons are so different is that seasons one to three were very much written as a children's program, and you see a little bit of it, like you said, towards the end of season three, where there's a couple of kind of key episodes of content in there. But it's really kind of season four, they completely switched gears. There was a small break, I think, between season three and season four, and they switched gears, and they basically realized that the people that actually watched the Clone Wars were a lot more 
adults and a lot more Star Wars fans than necessarily mm. children. Mm. And that's why you see that that very much what I recommended you to start with season four. That's why you see that big shift in the way that the stories are told. And they're the, they tend to be those three episode arcs, particularly then season five. They realized how popular season four was. They got more money. They got to the end of season five. And that was officially the end of the Clone Wars. Like they stopped. Season six was done by Netflix, and it was a Netflix mm. exclusive, I think, for six months or a year. So Netflix, I believe, funded it. And this was before the Disney purchase as well, as far as I'm aware. Mm. Um, and that was, again, it was designed to add in more weight and more detail like to kind of see episode two and episode three. They wanted to add more context to what was going on behind the scenes. And then season seven was very much written. Again, it was like, you know, it was a couple of years from five to season six. It was another two or three years between season six and season seven. And season seven was very much written, as you said, like Ahsoka story and the story of the clones to bring in more detail and more background. Again, it was very much focused on us, like us as Star Wars fans, not focused mm. on a children's program. Like the animation style is simply just the vessel for delivering that story content. Mm. And that's... Mm. You know, I think that's that's why you see this key shift, particularly in the the budget spent, the quality of it, the way it's the way the stories are told. Is they they adapted, but as they realised who their audience was, and then yeah. they revisited it to then mm. add more weight. And they've taken you know what's worked really well in the Star Wars world, and then they've pushed that into the Clone Wars to give us that detail. Um, yeah. And I know you said you're obviously going to do the Bad Batch now, and obviously that is a you know, very much a product of the end of season seven. So the quality of Bad Batch is amazing. But you see the same mm. thing with the Rebels series as well. So the first, very much the first season of the Rebels is almost a little bit, it goes back to the earlier Clone Wars. It's a little bit more kid-friendly. And then they, again, it doesn't work. And then season two and season three and season four, they just go straight back into the Star Wars fans. And again, it's a lot more background, a lot more detail about everything that's happened between episode three and episode four and you know you find again you, you see ahsoka as a character again you see old obi-wan kenobi later on in the the rebels as well so there's some really cool stuff in there so i would definitely yeah. recommend plowing through into that as well yeah yeah no it's yeah definitely definitely highly recommended um one of the big things i think with the uh, getting that season six and season seven i found like the 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 depth of the color palette really changed for me as well i think i don't know if it was just the quality of it there was it's a lot higher you know, contrast isn't it yeah yeah a lot of higher contrast you know the skybox and stuff but um alan has been playing something that is quite the opposite and with a real lack of color haven't you mate yeah, I had a, a, a trick to Yomi, which I think mm. is it came out about a week and a bit ago, and I haven't I haven't got too far into it. I don't think it's longer. I think so. I've read somewhere that's about five to six hours long, so I'm mm. a couple of hours into it, um, and it's kind of sideways. Most of it's sideways on. It's kind of a sideways kind of scrolling game. Or kind of fixed perspective sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes it's fixed perspective, which, to be honest, I'm not a fan of. It's one Mm. of those things why I I, I was never a fan of Resident Evil or even the early Silent Hill games because it absolutely drives me mental. You're pushing left as you go off a screen and then all of a sudden the next one you're supposed to be going up and then so you walk into a wall and you're like, oh, crap, what am I doing? I'm I'm now walking in the wrong way. And it it kind of it takes me straight out of the immersion, you know, because it's like I never know which way I'm supposed to be going when i go from screen to screen mm. but, it, but the thing with that uh, trek to yomi is uh, i mean the visuals are just stunning um just for, for uh, uh, i would say it's probably it's not a triple a game i'd say it's a it's a, a smaller developer i can't remember yeah, the name it's of the devolver developer. digital isn't it is it devolver published digital? it yeah um but they've clearly not wasted any time on working on how the aesthetics are and what the game looks like it is visually stunning mm. and it is very 
very uh, black and white visuals there's 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 no color there but what is there it, it very much harkens back to me to the films like um eight samurai and stuff like that those those very old japanese samurai films um and it has that real that theme kurosawa, about kurosawa is that what they call it i think that's it yeah yeah yeah. Kurosawa, um, yeah that's the black yeah. and white style yeah, and and it really really works. It's just beautiful. I mean, some of the some of the places you go to, you walk in, it's just like you know, there's this wind blowing and and things blowing in the wind, and it's lovely, lovely visuals. Um, the combat is good fun. It seems a little basic, if I'm honest. There's basically a parry system in place, um, but you know, it's more of a you know, we're not talking about a twenty or thirty hour game here. I think if it was a much bigger game with a lot more scope, I'd be a bit more worried about the combat. But from what I've played so far, I've had a lot of fun. It's, it, you say it, a 20 to 30 hour game? I said if it was a 20 to 30 Oh, sorry. I was like, blimey. Yeah. No, no, no. no. It, I've, heard, I've read somewhere that I think I've read because I think I watched Skill Up's review on it. Um, and he was saying it's about five to six hours long. Sorry, right. So oh, you it, did say it, that earlier on. Yeah. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, 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 you know, and that, that's why it doesn't worry me because the combat is enough to make it engaging. Mm. Um, it's fun. Um, and you do feel like you know you're a bit of a kick-ass samurai. I haven't. I, I've taken on my first boss, and he was very challenging. And I had to do it, and you try about four or five times before I managed to defeat him. Um, and there's a great sense of achievement with that, you know. And and just trying to, you just got to get that timing right, you know, with the parry, and then you go in with the attack as a heavy attack and dodge the blows and stuff like that. So there is an amount of tactics to it and, and a bit of strategy, um, but it is it's not particularly in depth. There's only certain you know two or three different moves that you. You can do um but i'm very much enjoying it so far for again it's on game pass so it you know again you know it's 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 worth any extra money yeah exactly mm. you got game pass then you can just download it um playing on the pc i'm not sure is it is on the pc and the console i think it is it is on is i it? played it on console yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, so. i've been playing on the pc but um yes yeah i am um... Yeah, so the I, I say I played it on the console. I think I possibly did the same as you. I mean, I've literally done to the played it when you were a child at the start and got through yeah, to that yeah. first first yeah. boss guy there. Yeah, and you know, yeah, pretty game. Um, very had a very authentic sort of old style mm. samurai movie feel to it. it. It didn't really grab me. I got to that bit and I didn't feel compelled to go any further. To be honest, it was like I mean, I think I, I think with samurai stuff. I've kind of got a little bit of the, what Phil has with cowboy stuff. It just doesn't really grab me in the same kind of way. You know, I played um, the uh, I completely forgot what it's called, uh, the samurai game on the PlayStation. Ghost of Tsushima. And, you Ghost know, it's a great Tsushima. game, and the the you know sword fight is brilliant in it. But the, the samurai thing just didn't really grab me that much. Really, I think it's just mm. I just don't resonate with it all that well. Um, have you tried Trick to Yomi, Phil? Download so it on your pigeon broadband. <laughs> Yeah, on my Pigeon Broadband, I sent a little message off that said, uh, Dear Devolver Digital, can I download your game? And they posted me back a disc. <laughs> so I could install it. <laughs> and that was still quicker than waiting for it to download off Game Pass. <laughs> um, so I, I did turn it on just to have a brief look. I've literally spent about 20 minutes playing it. I just I haven't been in the right frame of mind to sit down and play through it. Like... I loved Ghost of Tsushima so much that I'm sure I will love the aesthetic and the way this mm. game plays. Um, I don't tend to be such a fan of those kind of almost that side-scrolling content as much. Um, so I, I don't necessarily know how I'm going to get on with this at the moment. I just I haven't put enough time into it. But I do mm. like the visual aesthetic to it, so it's very much on my list of games to play. Um, mm. 
Because I mean, uh, Devolver Digital they did that weird West game as well, didn't they? I think. Well, it's not. And it's was it one of the was it Shadow Warrior or something as well? The, the other one. They're the publisher. They're not the developer. Oh, they're just the publisher. Okay, yeah, never mind yeah. then. Yeah. Mm, so, it's very similar, but they are very much an sorry. indie publisher. So they're all kind of indie type games. Yeah, they? they all seem to be those smaller indie titles. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to spend a bit more time playing and see how I get on. But yeah, mm. I, I haven't played. I haven't put enough time into a com to comment on it at the moment. Just that it, it looks nice on the face. I think it's one of those games where you know it's a it's a, it's a small game. It doesn't it's not going to take a long time to finish. I do feel the same way that you did, Craig. It's not normally the game I would I would play. However, mm. I've played things like Inside Out and Limbo, which have grabbed mm. me from the get go and don't necessarily have the combat, but definitely have the side scrolling and the the trying to solve puzzles type of mm. element. Um, and I've been totally entranced by those games so much so that I played Limbo from beginning to end over mm. a, a day and a half, and I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Um, with this game, I didn't feel the same, but I do feel that there must be there's the element of the story. I think yeah. that if you if you're invested in the story and you've got five or six spare hours over a weekend or a week, then it's definitely worth you know giving it a punt if that's your mm. cup of tea. Yeah, no, good stuff, guy, good stuff. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, because it's on Game Pass, and if you're already a subscriber, you know it's worth yeah. giving it a punt. If you're not paying for something, it's always worth trying something, even if it is just to find out you don't like it. Which there's something that's, new that's landed that's, on. Sorry, that's, what I tell, that's what I tell all the girls. There you go. Look. Da, 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 da. <laughs> no charge, ladies. No charge. <laughs> um, so there's another thing that's landed on Xbox that um, you don't have to pay to try because there's a free trial of it. And this is something that will probably interest Phil. Um, it is Armour Reforger. So Armour has finally been ported over to the Xbox. Did you know that, Phil? How... <laughs> So, Jot, I saw that this afternoon, and I was like, oh, I'm going to download that. Then I realized it was 24 gigabytes. I went, oh, not going to see that anytime soon. <laughs> Bring your Xbox around my house, mate. It'll be fine. We'll get some stuff. We might have to. It's that bad at the moment. <laughs> How the hell are you going to be able to play Armour on a controller? Mate, it's, it's... It, That game is renowned for having, like, 60 mm -hmm. million shortcuts. Yep, so much yep. so that you actually need keyboard cutouts to understand what buttons do what. How the so, hell is that going to go to my I controller? Mean, the only I'm envisioning I've done so death by scroll wheel, like death by hold the button. No. It's just like a bazillion options on a it's wheel. It's not that easy. Like that. It's not that easy. No, so basically, just, just like I've played the then. tutorial <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, it could be keyboard, yeah. Um, so I've just done the tutorial at the moment, and it's very much like um, hold LB and press B for this. Hold RB and up for this. Hold up for this. Hold hold select to bring up the... So, uh, so the what about, like, I mean, uh, what about, it's got like 16 stances, isn't it? It's like kneeling on one knee, lying down yeah. in the grass, standing up, sitting I don't on think your it's ass, got all that, but... balancing on your head, <laughs> leaning on one elbow, leaning around think, the corner. Yeah, I think they may have sort of, uh, may have have toned it down a little bit for PC. I mean, you can still do that. Yeah, you can go prone, crouched or standing. You can lean around corners and things like that. You can do first person, third person. It's very much, they've actually kind of put into it because it is it is mil sim, you know, which we are, to be honest, really lacking um, on, on console. I mean, there's like Hell Let Loose um, and I can't even think of any more. Maybe the um, uh, sat opera, uh, Insurgency Sandstorm. Rainbow Six Siege or Ghost Recon if you play on no. super hardcore no. mode. No, 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 it's not Mimsim, <laughs> is it? <laughs> It's hard. It's a bit harder. It's not Mimsim. I was thinking. I was thinking. Okay, what, maybe, was that? Yeah. what was it? Um, yeah, Dragon. What was that one? Operation, Operation Flashpoint. 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 That was a Mimsim back for the day. Mm. So Operation Flashpoint is the predecessor to all these armor games. Yeah. So it was originally like as a PC game, and I was a massive fan of this one. I would have been about eight, and mm. it was like because you literally got the map 
creator on there and it was just their 25 kilometer square map you could drive a tank in or a helicopter back, or soldiers it's back, it's back. And it's got mods, did I read as well? Because the thing I loved mm. about the original Operation Flashpoint is people would mod their own stuff into the game. And mm. I managed to download a working airwolf. Like the guns popped out, you had the <laughs> rockets. It did like 700 miles an hour with the turbo boosters. <laughs> Somebody even put a mission in there with the airwolf music. You know, nice. you could fly it. Sorry, a thing there. You could fucking <laughs> get in it. You could fly like a helicopter. You press the boosters and it would fly like a jet plane. It was amazing. <laughs> I would have crashed it immediately. It once yeah. well, in Operation Flashpoint, it once I probably told this story before, but it once took me nearly two hours just to cross one goddamn field. Yeah. Damn you, snipers! <laughs> Damn you! So uh, yeah, so like I say, I've only tried the um, tutorial so far, um, but yeah, the weapon, yeah, the whole control system is 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 pretty pretty uh, um, convoluted, um, but it's got that real authentic armor feel about it. It's on a slightly newer engine, you know. It doesn't look like a current game. It looks like a really pretty old PC game, much like Armor Armor still does now, like Armor Three. Um, and it's got so what they teach you within the uh, tutorial is that it's very much about kind of land grab. So when you doing these multiplayer modes you've got this whole map and you're kind of you're going to areas to collect supplies and then to you, you put them into the back of a truck you take the truck over to another point where you can set up a new checkpoint or or roadblocks and things like that and you're starting to capture new areas with different communication lines so it looks like it's going to be you know pretty pretty heavy going and i you know i don't know what the community is going to be going to be like on uh, on an xbox but i know it's still got a really healthy pc community armor um i'm definitely up for potentially giving it a bit of a punt i know you will be phil probably maybe oh hell yeah Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, I'm all I'm all up for that. Yeah, I loved those original Operation Flashpoints and the first and second armors. So um I'm ashamed to say I haven't spent much time playing Armor 3, so I'm definitely mm. gonna take this as an opportunity to get involved. It's also yeah. it's kind of like a, a teaser for Armor 4 as well, isn't it? It's some of the things they're looking at implementing. Oh, is it? So that when they do release Armor 4, I think because they want Armor 4 to be next gen console and PC this time rather than it just being PC exclusive. I think that I did. I think it was an article I read when I sort of looked, sort of looked into it. The idea is it's kind of a bit of a test bed for how it will mm. appear in console form. Is the idea behind it? So it's it's quite nice for us. We get to nice. you know see and see how it develops, and you know yeah. there's you know I think it's almost isn't it kind of sold as um as like early access as well. It is. It's game preview. Yeah, it's almost like game preview. Yeah, it's very much. So. So, you know, you, we're going to see that game very much crafted by how the community plays and feeds it back. So those convoluted mm. control systems, that's straight out of just, if you wanted to play on a controller on PC, you just assigned hotbars mm. by literally, like, left trigger and XBA and then right trigger XBA and left bumper X, and you just assign the, the keyboard button presses to the relevant shoulder button and face button. So I'm sure mm. that's what they've done, is they've just ported that yeah, PC possibly. method across. What do you reckon, Alan? Is it one you'll dip into? Um, I mean, I, I, I've, I've had a history of playing those sorts of games. Um, mm. If I was playing with you guys, I probably might give it a pump for a couple of evenings. I'll have to download Mate, it. It's a six-hour free trial, so it's worth giving it a go. We can have to see if we can jump on together, have a little blast, run around, probably get shot by some snipers and turn it off. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's, <laughs> that's usually what happens in those games. I'll put it on download tomorrow. We'll have a go. Nice. Sounds good. So All I remember is spending an incredible amount of time crawling everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just Praying take cover. <laughs> So I'm going to do a very tenuous link here to the next section, uh, and that is Phil Anime. Oh wow! Straight slick. to the point. That, Love it. That, that was um, slick. I, I didn't even notice. I know. Gifted. Isn't it's because it? I can't. I can't remember what he said. It was something I didn't understand what it was. It wasn't words. Yeah. 
So he asked me, what have you been up to this week, Phil? I was really struggling to think of things. And then I, I actually went through and watched an, an older anime on Crunchyroll because Crunchyroll built, bought, uh, bought Funimation however many months ago. So they've got so much more content on there. It's like double the amount of content they have. Um, the one I actually ended up watching this week was what's called Ascendancy of a Bookworm. And I really like this because it fits into the what they call the isekai category or basically other world category. You get teleported to another fantasy world where it's like technological or it's medieval or something like that or it's you know it's generally always going to be fantasy worlds or it might be like a video game world where it's like sword art where they get trapped in a game it's other world category um what i really liked about this one is though it, it's much more grounded it's a more kind of adult perspective they take on it so for example the person who gets transported it's uh she's 30 years old she's a librarian hence ascendancy of a bookworm and she gets killed by a bookshelf falling on her and that's the end of her life as a 30 year old. Pretty harsh. This happens in the first like That's, that's a dangerous like, occupation, that is, librarian. Lots of <laughs> fatalities. Yeah, and hashtag spoilers. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> just give away I the end of the film. I think that counts as a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the first 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, and oh, I thought that was the end reborn. of the series. Right, sorry. <laughs> yeah, she made her way up to being the librarian and gets killed, and that's it. <laughs> Spoilers, don't watch it. <laughs> Um, no, so anyway, she gets she's like thirty odd. She gets killed by a book falling on her, and then she wakes up in the body of a five year old girl in what's essentially the slums of a medieval world. And one of the things I found really interesting about this is it, it very much highlights the difference. Like you know, if you look at these medieval cultures, like how much you know they don't obviously educate their children and things like that. There isn't such a thing as schools. It's very much only the the nobles that are educated to that level. And there's very much the the different rankings like you've got the nobles and the commoners essentially so she is born as a commoner because she I was th educated i think you in mean peasants modern society so peasants yes they do use the term peasant if that makes you feel better in the english <laughs> dub of it um you know but but obviously then immediately despite the fact she's five years old and she's completely sickly and she can walk like you know 10 steps without collapsing with a fever because she's got some horrible like degenerating disease that she's born with as well um but because she's educated as a modern day person there's things like she's like why don't you use soap for example to wash your hair and there's little things like that and they're like oh my god you can write words and do mathematics and it's the way it explores like how these medieval societies were built and because she's educated in a modern way she's effectively more educated than the high society of nobles like she sits above them in terms of level of education, but because she was born as a commoner, she's not. It's, it's a really interesting aesthetic. And the, the reason it's called the ascendancy is almost like the way she works up through the ranks as they're like, well, hang on a sec, like, you know, why do you understand this? Why are you at seven years old able to do something that fully grown adults can't? And it takes a, a very kind of somber and adult look at the, the way these medieval societies would integrate or work with a modern society. And then they sort of layer on some of the more magical elements just to obviously kind of change it up. And you know, if you like that stuff, that's kind of where it goes from there. But I mean, it's been a really nice kind of somber watching. I've really enjoyed it. It's quite lighthearted in a lot of places and quite comical. Mm. And, you know, there's some good laughs in there. So, you know, for those so of you who are looking for... So does, does it not have Mecha Ninjas? It has no Mecha Ninjas, I'm afraid. I'm sorry to disappoint you, I'm, Alan. I'm out. I'm out. I have plenty more recommendations <laughs> for Mecha Ninjas, but... <laughs> so, so, Phil, we have... Episode. Yeah, we have um, a couple of anime fans who listen, don't we? So, have you watched the whole thing? It, like, can you? Would you recommend it to an anime fan? I would uh, actually. I would absolutely recommend it, particularly if you're a fan of the isekai category, and if you are 
an older generation. So a lot of anime is obviously aimed for that kind of 16 to, well, even probably younger than that, like that 12 to 20 age group. Like, you know, the way it's written, the way they talk about things, it's, you know, they, they tend to have those very, like, kind of voluptuous character styles. It's, it's none of that stuff. Like, you know, there's no characters walking around in a bra and pants, for example. Everyone's, like, dressed normally. It's, it's a much more adult kind I'm of theme. Definitely, so Al. I'm sorry, Alan. <laughs> I'm ruining it every word I say. You know, it's it's aimed at an older <laughs> demographic, and it's a nice it's a nice take on that. And I've really enjoyed watching it. I'd highly recommend it. The reason it actually popped up to me is they've started releasing new episodes for it. So it's technically, there's 32 episodes available, but the season ends at episode, I think, 24 is the first season technically. Now they're on season two, but they've just gone straight in and numbered it as episode 25, 26, 27, 28. Mm. So there is like a natural stopping point, which I'd recommend at sort of episode 24. Um, particularly, I mean, if they're anime fans like me, like they'll love to just absolutely binge watch it. It'll be like, you'll start watching one for 20 minutes and before you know it, it's three o'clock in the morning, you've watched 10 episodes. That always happens. So mm -hmm. I, I would recommend watching it up to like 24 and the end of season one. And then season two, it takes a different, like where I was talking about, they get on the kind of more, there's magic in the world as well. They take that kind of approach for season two and start going with it. So I've watched a couple of episodes and they they look like they're going in an interesting direction, but I'm holding off watching any more until that season finishes so I can just power through it in one setting. Nice. Yes, yeah, so cool. I 100% well, recommend it. They're from the, uh, rec uh, our resident anime guy. So thanks for that, Phil. Um, so moving back over to Alan. So we have got one of our regular features. We're going to move into the Project Zomboid up. No, hold on. Hang on. No, you've gone off. No, hold on. So I've decided, <laughs> right, I've, I've got a little bit bored of playing third-person zombie apocalypse survival crafting games. Um, so I thought, I've been off yeah. for a couple of weeks, so this is news to me. I mean, What's going yeah, on? The yeah, world is I, turned upside down. Exactly. I mean, I, I got past 900 hours. I started to feel a little bit like I was, you know, just grinding a bit. And I, I fancied something different. I wanted to try something. Were you, were you getting through too many pairs of incontinence pants whilst playing? Is that the problem? May have been. But, but <laughs> uh, I, was, I was too moist. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is I, just, I, I wanted to try something different. I wanted to try something else. So what I, what I did is I decided to go back to a game that I played a few years ago on the Xbox. And because it hasn't been upgraded on the Xbox very recently or an awful lot. So I thought I'll try it on the PC and see what it's like on there. And that game is Seven Days to Die. Totally different game. This is this is a, a first-person zombie bit. apocalypse survival crafting game. So, you know, totally different from Project Zomboid. Uh, I mean, you know, you're actually in the world. You know, you're not isometric. You're first-person. Um, so, yeah, you know, totally different. Hugely can, different. Yeah, and you can dig holes wow. in this one. And, you know, they're different types of zombies and, you know, no. Um, yeah. So, did you make uh, a new splash screen for this one, Greg, or is this, did he drop this on you at last minute? Oh no, no. I've I've been watching it. I've been seeing he's been playing it. I looked all of a sudden and went, oh no. Here we go. He's gone down another rabbit hole. It's, it's a different it's, one. It's, it's another it's, zombie rabbit it, hole, and it's another survival if, rabbit hole. If it wasn't for There's the no fact way that he's playing armor with us. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that we were we're still waiting for Vin Diesel's Renaissance Arc Two. Yeah, that isn't probably going to come out till next year, I would expect. I would probably be going back onto Ark again. And this always happens because what happens is I play Ark, don't I? And then I take a screenshot and I post it in the WhatsApp group. And Greg's like, that's it. Mm, yeah. We've lost Alan. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's Alan going to talk about for the next six months? Ark. <laughs> but I'm not playing it because I've had enough of Ark. I'm waiting for Ark 2 now, and that's it. So I was looking for something to play, and I thought I'd give seven days to die a punt. And I'm really enjoying it again. Um, put it in. It's a lot. Di- it's not that much different, but there's a lot of extra content. It's been upgraded graphically. It looks a lot PC better. PC versus Xbox, yeah. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I, I haven't played the Xbox version for a while. Maybe they have updated it as well. Mm. Amazingly, this game has been out on Alpha since 2013. <laughs> <laughs> it's still on Alpha, is it? It's still on Alpha. Uh, I, 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 the survival genre with... seems to be able to get away with this, not finishing I... a game for years and years and years. I know, I know. I don't know with this game. I mean, even Ark was on Alpha for about, I don't know, it was, it was on Alpha for about four years, I think, and Beta mm. for a couple. So it's like six years, and then it did actually get a release. But this is nearly ten years on Alpha. But it doesn't matter, because, you know, the game is just, it's great fun. There's so much content in there. There's so much the stuff to build. And, the, and the, if you've never played Seven Days to Die, the thing about Seven Days to Die is it has all the usual elements, exploring, you know, grinding to craft stuff, Leveling up, zombies. The difference with Seven Days to Die is that first of all, at night time, you end up with things called feral zombies. So some of the normal zombies become feral and will chase you down. Um, and sometimes you find them in buildings as well. But the big thing is, and if it's in just in standard, you can change the, the interval. But generally, every seven days, something that happens that's called a blood moon. And every seven days, it gets harder and harder and harder. And it's essentially a horde mode. So one of the things about like you, you have to build is you'd like to have to build like an arena not just your base but you have to build like an arena so you can fight these hordes of zombies that keep coming to you and they get more difficult get more of them every seven days this keeps happening so there's an impetus for you to keep going out upgrading your kit making a better base making a better um, sort of like area to fight the zombies in build traps or you can build like rotor blades and all kinds of electricity style traps turrets all sorts of stuff to fight off this horde of zombies every seven days and that's really exciting and it's good fun it's also multiplayer so you know um, you can play it with your friends if you want None of you buggers will play it with me, so I'm playing it on my own as you never usual. said that. You never asked. You're welcome. But you can come in. Destiny's out on Tuesday, so I wouldn't care. Oh uh, yeah, no. Next month. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, is it so? Is it something you bought on PC or is it Game Pass on PC? That's Game Pass. All yeah, oh, yeah. right. I'll Again, download it and give it a go with you. Yeah, I always totally. find that survival games like that are so much better on the PC generally than console. Um, you know, it's just it, it just seems to work quite because you do a lot of um, you know inventory management and things like that. You know, it's a lot easier with a mouse dragging and dropping stuff. I mean, really me and is. Phil had a really good stint on Armor and made a really cool base. Played it for a good sort of month or so, quite regularly on a private server, and that was PC, wasn't it, Phil? And we really enjoyed it. Arc, you mean not Armor? Ark, sorry, Ark, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, Ark on the console had the exact same interface as Ark on the PC. You just Mm. moved around with like a thumbstick. And uh, I mean, I've I've done a few sessions on Conan Exiles and that's the exact same thing. You play on the PC, the the inventory is exactly the same on the console Mm. other than there's a weapon wheel you can pull up when you're running around as your character. But otherwise, like trying to inventory manage... But it's easier to control. The mouse being able to just click Mm. in and out of the inventory Mm. makes Mm. it so much easier having hotkeys. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'll download that and maybe one even you. I'll jump in and uh, I'll see your your amazing base. I do remember on Seven Days to Die when you were playing yeah. it on Xbox. There was you had like a big, almost like a, a big, um, yeah, a big courtyard thing, and you were like, "Come and look at this." And went down. It was just building a tunnel all the way to the like nearest so, sea, and it was miles long. 
So I, I'm building a tunnel again, but it's not for the sake of the tunnel, okay? Just to be clear about this. So when you go to nighttime, unless you're pretty high level and you're pretty experienced, like I said, you go outside, it's just so, it can be really difficult mm. because all the zombies are running about and they hit you, they can infect you and kill you pretty quickly. Mm. So you end up at nighttime doing stuff in your base. Once you've built your base, there's not an awful lot left for you to do. So what you end up doing is mining. That's what the tunnel is all about. I'm mining right. for resources. And if I'm going to okay. be mining, I want to make it a bit more interesting. So I'm going to mine to that house over there yeah. <laughs> just to make it a bit more exciting. But it's just it's just to pass the time because because of the night element, you can't do what you do in other games where like even in Project Zomboid, you go to sleep and it like fast forwards through sleep the night. There, yeah. But it, you can't do that in seven days because of the night element. You have to still you can't fast forward any time. So, so you, you never sleep. So you no, you never sleep. So you basically have to find something to do at night time that doesn't involve going outside and yeah. having to continuously risk your life fighting feral zombies. So that's the reason. There you go then. There you go. Nice, awesome stuff. Cool. Right. Cool. Well, thank you for that, lads. It was nice to find out what you've been up to. Um, we're now going to move on to our talking point and feature for this week. Um, so we, I was we, kind of looking. We, we definitely need a car for this. Is the feature? This is the this feature. Is the feature. <laughs> this is the feature. This is the feature. And a little so, flash card that comes across and covers the whole screen so that people can visually see it when they're on YouTube as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll just do it to cover you, Phil. Uh, so the uh, just put it at the bottom of the screen now. <laughs> <laughs> only joking um so yeah i was kind of you know scan around i've been you know it's not been a huge amount that's been going on this week um one of the big things we talked about last week so and i think we were kind of that, that happened just before we were doing the podcast so we were quite um sort of early on that one um but what i did think was something that i'd spotted earlier on in the week is there is a hell of a lot of good tv coming in june and just after oh, june oh, 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 oh. hell of a lot of good stuff so what oh, i thought yeah. we'd do is we'd actually um do a tier uh tier thing uh and let's bring it onto here i'm gonna put it so you know what let's get us on here as well there we are look so what we're gonna do is we're gonna um go through all the stuff that's uh, coming out in june and some bits from just after and we're gonna put them into some categories so we're gonna try and decide we, we might not be able to decide and we'll have to split the difference because <laughs> we'll we all have different decisions on things but we've got yeah definitely gonna watch it day one the next category is, yeah, you know, I really want to see it, but I can wait a little bit. If you're watching something else, it's not going to take precedence. you got that. I could take it or leave it. It looks all right. Um, there's also won't sub to that service because obviously these are all across various different um, streaming services that we don't all have them. Um, and then the final category is no chance. I'm not interested in that whatsoever. Couldn't give a tiny rat's bottom. That's it. Yeah. So we're going to go through um, on release order. Okay, so the first one we're okay. going to hit is... Uh, sorry, are you going to say something, Phil, there? Oh, sorry, I thought it went... Beep. <laughs> I thought it was your voice. <laughs> I could have just been the broadband cutting out, to be honest with you, mate. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Uh, so uh, the first one, so yeah, on release order, the first one we're going to go through is Stranger Things Season 4, which lands May 27th on Netflix. Now... I see this is a pretty uh, pretty big deal. You know, the first three seasons. One, I think, personally, for me, the three seasons so far have all been absolutely stellar. And I just found out today that the part two of um, Stranger Things, I think it's episode... Uh, I think the third from last episode is going to be like an hour long. 
then the or an hour and ten minutes. Then the second from last is like an hour and a half, and the final episode is going to be two and a half. Yeah, hours they said long. I think it, it's nine episodes in total. So the yeah. first seven episodes are being released on May the twenty seventh. Yeah, and then the last two episodes, which are both feature length movie episodes, yeah. are being released on June the first. Right. July the 1st, is it? Or, no, no Ju- June the 1st. June the 1st. Oh, June the 1st. Oh, right, okay. So June. it's literally one week you've got the first seven episodes. Oh, I oh, see. Right, I'm with you. So yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. to watch week, two per day to make sure you get them done in time. Yeah, yeah but I, I kind of like that because in one way it's like you're not just going to sit there and binge watch the whole thing. And they do mm. appreciate the fact that those last two episodes, that isn't binge watching. That's watching two mm. movies in one day. So they, they, they're kind of trying to take that into account. And, you know, I, I, I don't mind that. Yeah, so, right, I mean... I'll put my stake in the ground with that one. Uh, that is, it's it's going to have to be a day one in the evening for at least watching the first episode of that one for me. Where are you sitting with that, Alan? Oh, most definitely. I am an absolute freaking fan of this series. It's everything. Yeah. I mean, it is E.T. It is Back to the Future. It's mm. everything about the 80s that I remember from my younger days and love so much. I, I just I am so gagging for any bit of information about this. In fact, I believe they've just released eight minutes of the first episode which i won't watch because i Mm. won't do that Mm. but that just shows how much interest there is in it there's been too many like teaser trailers one with david uh with was it hopper david harbour yeah yeah, in in russia and another one with 11 going back to a backstory Mm. i am so excited for this tv series this is a day one for me no question yeah i tell you what just on the uh, before i go to phil on david harbour he's becoming like the russian gulag actor specialist or something he was in um black widow in the gulag in this in the gulag um yeah. so wicked actually yeah i hope people since season three supposed to be a bit of a spoiler probably so i want i'm going to put it up here now on day one and it's unless phil disagrees he's gonna to have to talk us down from there if he dis, if he disagrees with us yes and no I don't disagree you should watch it on day one because you're both massive fans. I probably won't watch it day one because I haven't watched season three because I watched season one and two. Oh, my God. Oh, my word. Because it wasn't... He's, like, a, uh, he's off the podcast. Get it. Get moving right now. <laughs> right, my broadband will do that for me. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> and actually kick me off and just say, oh, his broadband's died. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you disagree with my comment, must have been his broadband. Um, no, I, I would definitely leave it as day one. I, I will probably... No, I suppose I've got time to watch season three now. Ready? Got nothing else to watch yet. Yeah, yeah. Mate, one. it's well worth doing. It's absolutely phenomenal. I am concerned about it clashing with a certain other programme, which I'm sure we will discuss in a moment, though. Yeah. And that okay. will take precedent. So at the minute, then... Yeah, so at the minute, then, we're going to leave that up at day one until we move on to the next one in that list, which is what Phil's alluding to, which is Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out on the same day on Disney+. Plus. Okay, now, I'd like to revise my comment. Just move it down to can wait. <laughs> Come on, we all know the answer. We're going to watch Obi-Wan first. Um, yeah, so, oh, where is he? I've completely... Uh, there it is. I'm going to move him up here at the moment. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. Now... Obviously, that is a day one for me, definitely. I cannot wait. And that's two episodes. So they're looking two episodes on the 27th. Now, I would almost be, I would almost go to Phil's side and say, bring that down to Can Wait, because I think I want to watch Kenobi more than I want to watch Stranger Things first. And I think because it's the two episodes, I could eat them 
and then I can move on to... This is the thing, though. I mean, uh, and I, I, I'm pretty much in agreement with this. If I had to pick between the two series, I would definitely be watching those first two episodes, and I mm. will be watching those first two episodes of Obi-Wan first, no question. And I'm mm. not as big a Star Wars fan as you are, and I'm absolutely massively fan of Stranger Things. However, Obi-Wan is two episodes, yeah. and I'm very excited for it. However, if they're like 45, 35 to 45-minute episodes, which previous Star Wars series have been, mm-hmm. then I can easily get them in and hour and a half and then watch another couple of episodes of stranger things so to me they're both day one i think i'm i think i'm with you there mate yeah i think yeah i reckon we can cram them in day one yeah. phil is staying up there staying up there day one on, on shows content but to consume you know you're both it's a friday though mate it, you can make time for that yeah. it's it's <laughs> no, a friday I, I i mean you get enough sleep when you're dead my friend yeah. i mean this is quality television i'm staying up late for this one Hell yes. Hell yes. Cool. Right. So that's the first two out of the way. I mean, already two absolute bangers right at the, this is right at the tail end of May. We're not even into June yet. Um, so the next one we've got on the list is the Orville New Horizons. So this is season three of the Orville. Now I am a huge fan of the Orville. I, the first season was fantastic. Really, really funny. You know, it was like, it was almost like a parody of Star Trek, but now, Seth MacFarlane is a, is a massive Star Trek fan. He even had a cameo in, I think it was Enterprise. Um, Seth MacFarlane was in Enterprise. Um, and what they did with season two is they kept the comedy in there, but it became much less of a parody. And it was like watching The Next Generation, but with a bit more comedy in it. And they absolutely nailed it. I felt like I was watching brand new Next Gen episodes and with a fantastic season arc that finished on such a cliffhanger and then it's been, I've done even two and a half years or something since season yeah, two it finished. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been ages and I've been chomping at the bit. I am so excited to see this, the Orville. Now, I'm a big fan. I'll move down the list. Alan, what are your thoughts on this one? So I haven't watched it as much as you, but I have to agree. I've watched about half of the first season. And I need to go back and watch more of it. I, I think it's fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm thinking that the problem with this one is that it's only going to be available on Hulu. Uh, no, um, Disney Plus. Is it going to be on Disney Plus? Disney Plus, yeah. Okay, well, I stand corrected. Like the first two seasons. Yeah. In which case, I, I will... I, I mean, I, I could wait because I've got... Mm-hmm to catch some catching up to do. That's not to say I don't think it's a fantastic series. It most mm-hmm. definitely is. Um, and I'm already a big fan. I hear that there isn't a series four actually planned at the moment. And oh, really? everybody's everybody's been released from their contract for a little bit of background information for oh, you as well on no. that one. So you might have to wait quite a long while for series four as well. Because also yeah. Seth MacFarlane is currently working on the TED TV series. Right. So there's that as well. How so this might be what you'll get for a while, so it's definitely worth gobbling up, but mm. maybe do you want to consume it really quickly and then have to mm-hmm. wait another three years for the next lot? Mm. But for me it's a can wait. Okay, cool. No worries. Phil, on to yourself, mate. So again, much like you, massive fan of season one, really enjoyed it. Loved where they went with season two. I didn't watch them when they launched. I watched them later on, and I think it will be the same with this. What was the actual release date again, sorry? It is June the 3rd of June. Oh, yeah, and again, it's also very close to Kenobi and Stranger Things, so chances are mm-hmm. I'm trying to spend less time binge-watching TV in the evenings, particularly as Destiny will be out as well. So chances are it's going to take me a little while to get to the Orville, so for me it's going to yeah. go into that 
will watch but can wait can wait Sorry, can, can we can we backtrack a bit there did you say you're trying to spend less time watching quality television so you can watch binge you watching. play more de you can play more destiny no i said this time binge watching television but what will happen is i will play more destiny as well so there will be no time to do it <laughs> okay just just want to clarify that right and now my gamer next... it's a gaming podcast bro yeah <laughs> The next thing we're going to move into is there's a bit of a running theme here of um, of opposing streaming services releasing things on the same day. Uh, so the next one we've got is for Amazon on the 3rd of June, and that is The Boys Season 3. So, I mean, I really love the Season 1. I really love Season 2. Absolutely fantastic shows. One thing I will say is I need to go back and re-watch season two because I can barely remember it. It feels like it's been so long again that I can't really remember what happened. Because I think, again, it was I think it just before the pandemic hit, um, we had The Boys season two. Um, mm -hmm. And then they were going to film it. Then it got delayed. And then, you know, and it's been, again, a couple of years, I think. So I need to go back. So for me, it's a can wait. I really want to see it, but I need to watch the second series again. Alan, what about you? Again, massive fan. I absolutely love this. Not only the fact that uh, you've got all your originals coming back, but apparently Jensen Ackles is going mm. to be in this season as a character called Soldier Boy. He's in the original team before the seven um, called Payback. And I, I'm a massive fan of him. Um, so that makes it even more cooler. But I mean, it was as if it wasn't cool enough already. A massive fan of this series. I think, again, they're releasing two episodes on June the 3rd, and then it's going to be one a week. Mm. So, again, it's a question of kind of, you know, um, trying to figure out the times and everything else, because I, I, I do want to watch this the minute it comes out. I don't mm. want to put it in can wait, because I absolutely love this series mm. and the fact that it's so adult. Yeah. Um, it's a superhero series that isn't for kids, and I'm a big fan of those. I really, really am. So I'm cool. going to put it in day one. Nice. So we've got one for Can Wait and one for day one. Phil, what about yourself? I'm strictly in the Can Wait for that. I will mm -hmm. wait until the whole season has dropped and then watch it in one hit. Okay. I'd much better, particularly like with the we've had a lot of content released quite recently as well. Gone, and I started watching it week by week with Picard and other things, and then I got to like five episodes. I was like, oh, okay, I just want to wait till it finishes. So with this, I'm thinking, again, because it's going to overlap with watching other things and playing games, I'm going to just wait till the whole season's out and I'm just going to power for it over like a, a weekend, probably. Cool. Cool. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I know you do like you just talking about trying not to binge stuff too much and <laughs> it's chocking them up. I'm, ta I'm tactically binging. I'm tactically <laughs> binging. I'm queuing them up. I'm, yeah. going to cut, I'm going to cut down on the amount of binges, but I'm going to leave all the episodes of Boys <laughs> Series 3 so I can binge watch them. Um... <laughs> Bloody walking contradiction you are, sir. Maybe binge isn't the right term, but rather than watching a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of the other, I'm just going to power through one at a time. Mm -hmm. you know, get nice. that okay, now that's cool. Otherwise cool. known as binging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, on to the next one. So we're back to Disney Plus again. On June the 8th, we have Ms. Marvel. Uh, now, this one for me, um, the only exposure I've had to Ms. Marvel, I think she is the, the newest superhero to be made in the Marvel Universe. Um, and the only, the only exposure I've had is, is playing as her in the Avengers game. That doesn't do her a lot of justice because I do not like that it's game. A terrible um, <laughs> but she's she's a pretty cool superhero. Yeah. She's like that kind. Of, I forget the guy in um, uh, in DC. He's like got kind of got rubber arms and stuff like that. I forget. Is it plastic? I don't. Well, I don't know what his name what, is. What, but, Cap, uh, yeah, so the, the, from the Fantastic Four. Well, like Mr. no, Fantastic. 
yeah, I suppose Fantastic. it's similar to Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, but there's a there's a yeah. So basically, I love the name. Stretching. I love the name of her power. It's called the embiggening power. The embiggening is that what it's called? Yeah, is it? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Embiggening power. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, you know, it's cool. I do, uh, you know. I do want to watch this because it's it's a Marvel show, and from what I know, she's going to be in a film. I think it's called The Marvels, um, which is I think going to be her and Captain Marvel as well potentially. Um, but we don't really know much about that yet. So I still want to watch it, but it looks from the trailers, it seems very geared towards teenagers uh, and a younger audience. I don't know how much it's going to appeal to me, but I, I'm still happy to watch it. I mean, I could take it or leave it. I think is where I want to put it. Um, I'll dip in. If it grabs me in the first couple of season, couple of couple of episodes, I'll watch it. If it doesn't, I, I'm happy to leave it. But how about for you, Alan? For me, um, I, again, the same as you. I, I really love anything and everything Marvel, um, and you know, I, I want to see it as soon as I possibly can. I'm very intrigued by the by the trailer. I enjoyed the trailer, and I thought it looked quite fun and quite interesting. Yeah. Um, good, interesting, different type of character, um, and I can see what they're trying to do. Um, and and I, I, but again, I think I, for me, I can wait. Um, if there's a lot going on, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. I've had to wait a few weeks to watch it, but mm. I am interested very much so. So you thinking take it or leave it as well? Uh, I, I'm going to say can wait. Can wait. Okay, so we've got one for can wait, one for take it or leave it, and for yourself, Phil. Oh, I'm not really interested either way. Like I haven't watched the trailer. I don't know anything about Miss Marvel. Based on what you guys have said, I'll probably watch it, but it's going to be high up on my priority list. So we're going to sit it's it in the gonna, middle there, shall we? I mean, that's going to be a take it or leave it for me. I'm not particularly interested in watching it. I made that mistake with something on, I think it was Amazon. It was like Stargirl or something it was called. Oh, yeah. That was very, <laughs> it gives me those kind of vibes. Like you said, it's yeah. a very like teenage kind of aspect. I tried to watch that and I got about three episodes in because I thought, yeah, God, yeah. attractive. I was like, oh, yeah. Boss, okay. <laughs> next. <laughs> no worries, cool. Well, I mean, you know, this is a list for, you know, just combine us all together. We need to put it in as fair a place as we can. You know, and there's going to be things that we disagree with. And I think this next one is going to be one that's going to it's going to divide a bit because I absolutely love it. And I don't think either of you boys have actually watched it, um, which is um, on the 10th of June on Apple TV Plus um, is For All Mankind. Now, this show, uh, for people who haven't seen it, and I, and I don't think it's got as wide a reach as things on Netflix and Amazon do because it doesn't have as many subscribers on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a bit more niche. The thing with Apple TV+, Plus is it's there's less content, but everything is fantastic. It's it's all top-quality content. They have the best writers, you know, the best directors, the best actors. They just do some really great work on there. And For All Mankind is written by... It's completely slipped my mind now. I've forgotten his name. He's one of the lead writers on Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek and stuff like that. Braga? Sorry? Alan Braga? No. no. Rupert? Something Robert? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll have to think. Yeah, I can't remember what his name is now. But anyway... Basically, the, the, the basis of this, this um, series is about the space race. So it's set back in the 60s, the first landing on the moon, but the, it's an alternate history where instead of America being the first people to land on the moon, it is the Soviet Union. And it sends the world on a completely different tra trajectory where America don't stop the funding to kind of moving to the moon. They get to the point where they just want to build moon bases and there's a proper space race, almost becoming like a space war, if you like. Um, and it spans across decades. So it starts in the 60s. And at the point now when season three lands, we'll be moving into the 90s and probably then into the 2000s. So it's really starting to catch up. 
and all the technology in it, although it's real great science fiction, the technology is really believable and it's just like NASA tech. It's like, as as they called um, uh, Starfield, oh, NASA, NASA punk. punk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you've got the going. similar kind of rockets to what you'd see going up in the, in the 90s and the 80s and 90s, but it, they're like nuclear powered and stuff and they've got movement. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a great cast. It's, it's brilliant stories. Um, great special effects and it's top top tier for me and I, I will be day one on that one because I cannot wait for it Alan <laughs> so the writer is Ronald D. Moore Ronald D. Moore that's it yes yeah. remember how you commented um, on my uber loud keyboard now we can say that about Alan yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is the, this is the, this is the absolutely awful keyboard I hate that Craig recommended to me oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um, uh, I'm looking to replace it but uh, yeah it's, it, the keys are too heavy for my taste but anyway, going on to For All Mankind, um, it's not that I don't like the look of the series. I most definitely do. I, I love the the um, everything that you've just talked about. I love the fact that the the, the, the fact that they drop ju- they jump from series to series. I believe that um, they're up to. I'm trying. I did write them down, but the dates uh, starts. The first series is 1969 to 1973. Mm. Series two is in 1983, ten years later, and series three is in 1995, which starts mm. with the colonization of Mars. So you see some recurring characters who are getting older mm. as each series goes along by significant amounts by 10 20 30 years mm. it's a fantastic premise and i really love the idea however i'm going to take it for won't sub to service because mm. i'm not i'm not going to pay out for apple tv on top of the other subscription yeah. services i already have i'd love to watch foundation as well that's also only available on apple tv mm. so until we get maybe enough on there where i could perhaps buy it for a couple of months and binge watch everything it has to offer and then cancel at the moment i'm not quite there yet yeah yeah and this is where i thought it was going and i'm going to suspect it's going to be similar from phil but i don't know as far away <laughs> you're absolutely right it is because yeah. i had apple tv and then stopped subscribing to it after foundation finished and mm. you said you should watch for all mankind you'll love it and i never resubbed up to watch it yeah yeah so very much it's you know, again, I, I love what you've described there. Like, you know, when you describe it, I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know what, that would be pretty mm. cool. Particularly, like, I love the idea of that NASA punk and that very grounded technology aspect of it. Like, I can picture it in my mind. I was like, oh, that would be really cool. But I'm just not going to pay five quid a month yeah. for it because yeah, there's just not enough on there at the moment. Totally get that. Good. Yeah, I'm, I just really want to add that caveat into it. So, if anybody does have Apple TV Plus, um, watch it absolutely watch it it's phenomenal it's fantastic it was one of those you know and it's it's a chunky series you know the good hour-long episodes it's like you know it's like a good hbo show you know like game of thrones level of great storytelling great early game of thrones uh <laughs> that kind of great <laughs> stuff like where you get it. to the end of episodes and i'm thinking oh my god it's nearly one o'clock in the morning but i really want to watch another one and i'm really battling to think can i make it can i get up in the morning if i stay up till two in the morning on a school night just to watch another one it's just one of those shows so yeah definitely watch it if you've got the sub cool right moving on to the next one which is actually was a bit of a surprise to me i didn't realize it was coming until i did my research today uh which we're moving back to netflix again and it's june the 22nd and this is umbrella academy season three so i'm going to switch it around a little bit 
Alan, you go first. Season. Oh uh, season my three of God! I love the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> I absolutely love this series. My God, it is such a good time to have all these series coming out and to have these subscription services. I mean, I have Netflix Prime and uh, Disney Plus, and I, I mean, while that's probably too many, my wife would say there's so <laughs> many programs coming out on all of those services. It's mm. just phenomenally good value for money. Um, but uh, going back to the Umbrella academy it's it's so different again it's so out there it's so standing in its own spaces in the superhero genre there's nothing for me that's quite like the umbrella academy it's so quirky and so does its own thing you know when one of the main characters is like a, a character that's so old they don't even know his age but he actually appears to be a 12, 13 year yeah. old boy yeah dressed in a school uniform and he can basically <laughs> teleport and do anything through time and space mm. it's like oh wow wow mm. it's just everything and you know i found a very interesting fact about this tv series it's yeah, written by the lead singer of my chemical romance no, really? Yes, it is written by, well, I've got it written down here, um, Gerard Way. He's the lead singer for My Chemical Romance, which, incidentally, my wife Ellie is currently in Milton Keynes watching them live <laughs> right now. But he wrote Meta. this. Yeah, I know. But he wrote The Umbrella Academy for the original comic book. Wow. That's amazing. I didn't know that. That's I'm going to awesome. tell her when she gets home because I found it after she'd left. Yeah. But, yeah, that, I, I, I cannot, uh, day one. Day one, no Day question. One. No question right. for me. Absolutely. Mr. Phil, how about yourself? So we're going to move up there for now. Not a chance. Not interested in the slightest. Couldn't even finish the first season. Hated all the characters. What? Hated the layout of it. No interest. Found the story was completely unengaging and boring. I didn't like any of it. And I would not watch season three. I didn't watch season two. I didn't finish season one. And I'm definitely not going to watch that. Not interested at all. Hated oh. all of the characters. Oh my god! Honestly, I couldn't stand it. I wow! Just... Are you the Umbrella? Are you sure you talk about the same thing? Yeah, Umbrella Academy. I I started watching it. I was like, okay, seems interesting. Didn't like where the story was going. Wow! Wasn't interested in any of the characters. Particularly hated the thirteen-year-old kid who could be a hundred years old. Found him right. really annoying. So hated we've it. got <laughs> we've gone from day one to no chance. So. The decider comes down to me. <laughs> um, this show is top tier, top tier sci-fi. Fantastically yeah. written, brilliant special effects, great characters, amazing cliffhanger at the end of the second season as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cannot wait to find out more about it. This is yeah. absolutely banging. It's going back up there, Phil. You are the minority on this one, I'm afraid. Um, and if, if, I'm, if I'm honest, I've lost a little bit of respect for you as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's, yeah. mate, everyone's got their Love opinion. It. This Can't I was shocked. Totally. Yeah. Everybody's got their opinion. It's just a shame that Phil's is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And it is, you know, that is, yeah. Oh, I haven't heard that joke before. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing, isn't it? You know, you get certain things where, you know, it's like, well, Red Dead, exactly, it's another one. You don't, you know, it just didn't grab you, you know? And it's, you know, critically acclaimed. Most people love it, but it's it's not everybody's the same. Um, you know, you and pointed out that's Ghost of Tsushima for you, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, not to quite the degree, but yeah, it's exactly everybody's got their own taste and it doesn't grab in the same, same type way. Anime is a great one. I just, most of the time, I just don't get it. I don't Des get it. Destiny. 
Destiny. There you go. You see, you know, something that we absolutely love, and Alan just can't stand it. <laughs> you know, so everyone has their own thing. But yeah, luckily, but really, the Umbrella Academy film. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> this is a democratic process, and the voting has commenced. I'd like, so I'd like to say I'll try and give it another go, but I doubt I will. No, if you don't like it, you don't like it. It's fair no. enough. So, just how far in did you get? Sorry, a couple of episodes. I uh, watched four episodes, I think. You give no, it I got a go, to, then. I got yeah. to the point where the crackhead was walking around in his dressing gown in the living room, and the <laughs> singer had come back, and I was like, "Yeah, this is going nowhere." As far as I can tell, oh, and the hairy dude. I think you should at least give the whole of season one at least a bit of a punt, my mm. friend. You might be missing out, but it's up to you. I'm not going to force yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, but that's the thing is that there's so much stuff um, that's that's out there that's great um that actually you can afford to tip for all man yeah i'll watch for all mankind before i go back and watch umbrella Mm. academy so looking at that there is currently six other things i'm going to watch ahead of that yeah yeah just to add in here um Ryan's just put. Still haven't recovered from yeah. Phil no, saying does this like Red Dead. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I want to make. I want to make. I want to clarify this point. I don't dislike Red Dead. I dislike Cowboys and Indians. Therefore, mm. I've never given it a chance. Vis a vis, you dislike Red Dead. Sure. Okay. And and you don't <laughs> like Cowboys and Indians. I mean, no, I just what? <laughs> what did you do when you were growing up? Anyway. Well, to be fair, he isn't. We're he not isn't seventy. And Indian. <laughs> really? <laughs> anyway, right. We're going to move on from here. So, right. What we've got. So, we're still in June here, but mm. I'm going to mix it up a little bit because we're still going by by uh, by date order. So, Paramount TV, Paramount Plus, is launching in the UK on June the twenty second. So, the same day as Umbrella Academy lands. Very funny, this. It's almost like they know what's going on in, in, in their little market, doesn't it? Um, so, what they're doing is they're launching with both Halo and Star Trek Strange New Worlds on day one. So, the thing with this one is, obviously, none of us subscribe to this moment because you can't. Um, and they're two pretty big shows. So, I'm really interested to see what happens here. And I'm going to buck, buck the trend. I'm going to go, Phil, you're going to go first on this one. So... Paramount Plus for both shows, or well, let's talk. Let's do both shows. Let's just do both shows in one hit because it's because it's land on Paramount. Because we could just end up this won't sub to service. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not even here yet. Oh, unquestionably, I'm subbing to that service when it comes out. I can't wait for that Star Trek Stranger. Yeah. Oh, Strange oh, New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Oh God, it just. I'd, I'd love. Is it Captain Pike? Isn't it? Is in charge. Of the yeah, Empire, yeah. And love, Anton Mount. I love that guy. He's amazing as an actor, and he was so looks so good as Captain Pike. I'd seen some trailers of it, which I think they dropped maybe last year, mm. or maybe it's more recent than that. But the trailers look fantastic, so I'm so excited to watch Star Trek. Mm. Halo, I've been a bit cheeky. I've I've managed to watch a couple of episodes through <laughs> illicit means. That's all I'm going to say. Ugh. Ugh. I'm struggling to recommend it. It's a lot. Do I think I think maybe it's lower budget than I expected? I think is the first thing, and the second thing with Halo, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not seeing where they're going. Like it's almost like they've taken the idea of the Master Chief and then they've just gone, well, this is what we think the Master Chief is, and gone mm. off on their own tangent completely. They've gone right turn, Clyde, and they've lamped the bloke in the car <laughs> next to him and then driven off. Um, that's what it feels like. So, I mean, don't you know what? I've watched a couple of episodes. They were quite good. There's some decent action bits in there. I, I don't... I, I'm, re- I'm really struggling to recommend it to you as yeah. Halo fans. I'm struggling to recommend it because it is a proper right turn Clyde on that sense. Mm. So I think 
I would very much say you need to watch the first episode, and I've no doubt you're both going to be 100% with me on Strange New Worlds, so you're going to have access to it. I will be interested to see what your opinions of it are. Yeah. I was more... I was excited to go into it, and I now feel a bit ugh, a bit deflated over it. So take it or shame. leave it? I, I'd say it's very much a take it or leave it, yeah. Okay, Definitely. cool. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, okay. Um, so Strange New Worlds um, has been getting absolutely rave reviews. Like they're saying, it is the first time we've truly gone back to Star Trek since next gen. You know, it's like it's proper Star Trek again, which really, really excites me. Um, Halo, I'm very much a lot of what I'm reading on it quite disappointed it's that it's not it's not the halo show that we wanted i'm sure it this it'll be good in certain ways but they've very much gone their own directions it's its own law just kind of it's almost like it's based on halo that yeah, we know like the, they but, said it's like the silver timeline apparently yes that's how they get out of jail free card apparently yeah so but i'm also teetering on whether that whether i would actually sub to the service now halo wouldn't make me sub to the service to be honest, from the reviews that's coming. It would be, I won't sub. Um, But Strange New Worlds is something I'm really interested in. The only thing is, looking at the timeline, is we've got um, Umbrella Academy that's landing there. Um, So I think at some point I would sub to the service for a month to watch Strange New Worlds if it comes... And I think I'd have to wait until it's all out so I can do it in one month because there's just not going to be enough on there for me to want to sub. So that's oh, for I me. I didn't realise that was a week by week, is it? I would imagine it will be, yeah. Because um, oh, they'll do a week by case, week. You can uh, put I'll it on won't sub. Out. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 I'll wait till it's all out and then I'll sub up for it. Yeah, so I mean, it, I might be wrong. But generally, they, I think they're going to do that because they're not going to have a huge amount of content, init- content initially and they'll want people to sub up for 10 weeks won't they rather than just binge everything in one I mean, won't one they um won't they pull back all of the other star trek content though because um discovery is going on there isn't it because that yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah i'm sure they will but this is new content isn't it this is stuff oh, you yeah. launch a platform with these are the big things that they shout about um you know so it's uh yeah i think for me it's a won't sub to service for both of them i think on those two um alan <laughs> tough one for alan this is as I've said before, I'm a massive Star Trek fan, and I have been for most of my adult life. I love Star Trek, no matter how crap it is. Some of it's been crap. I still love it. I, 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 I absolutely am gagging at the bit to watch Strange New Worlds. I also a little bit hate Paramount mm. because they've done. They're not the best company in the world when it comes to serving their customers. And this new thing about bringing out Paramount Plus and taking Discovery off of Netflix and therefore insisting that people who've already become involved in the series, like me, despite all the naysayers and the trekkers who go, it's rubbish, it's not Star Trek, yeah, which is exactly what they sound like to me. Um, (laughs) And they removed it and just shoved it onto a service that I can't access. And that is really doing me a disservice because I don't even live in America. So for it's out, the new season of Discovery, and I haven't been able to watch it. Mm. And it just feels like they just went, up yours as a customer. Well done. We don't care. You have to wait till June the 22nd, 2022, until we bring out a service that you can pay us extra to watch our content. Mm-hmm. And I get from a business point of view, but it does niggle me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. And I really don't want to give them my money. 
But after everything is said and done, <laughs> I've heard such good things about Strange New yeah. Worlds. It sounds so good, and I so want to watch it. I really, really do. And I really want to watch the last season of Discovery, which I still haven't watched, because that's apparently very good and has got mm. better if you're a fan of it. Halo, I can take or leave, to be honest. I think, unless it's the Blonde Camp one, the bits and bobs they did years ago, which were freaking amazing, I'm not interested. I've heard very mixed reviews about the content for the Halo series. Mm. I'll watch it one day, but as far as being worried to watch it, not at all. Couldn't care less. If I watch it, I do. I don't. Don't care. Mm. So I'm going to say won't sub to service. Yeah, I think oh, that's really? where we need to land it, I think. I thought you'd split the difference and say can wait. No, I can't. I, can't, I just, I just, I just can't. I mean, I kind of agree with your take on it. Maybe six months from after that, when mm. maybe the whole of Strange New Worlds is I mean, on, and on there's there, something else on there, and I can sub for a month or maybe just two months and mm. binge everything and watch it and go, thanks very much. Cancel the subscription and wait till they bother to bring out the next seasons when to mm. the next season of Strange and the next season of Discovery comes out, and then do the same thing rather than pay for a service that's quite frankly most of their Star Trek series i own and i have upstairs so it doesn't get there's no extra content for me yeah. mm. you know i'd even buy discovery and give paramount money that way if it wasn't the fact they won't release it on dvd craig <laughs> <laughs> but i would i would buy it on on old-fashioned discs to put into a player and watch i wonder so if I they released it on vhs oh yeah no, at least <laughs> bit. i want it, i want it, i want it on eight bit that's what i want it on or vinyl but anyway no uh, but i would i would pay money so i could watch it but unfortunately you can't buy it because they haven't yeah. released it either because they now have this streaming service and they want you to pay for that and that mm. niggles me it annoys me a little bit i don't think paramount are doing their customers a great service i don't want to give them any of my money so that's a won't sub yeah. As nice. much as I yeah. want to watch it, because it looks so good. Yeah, that's a good one. I think you were right on that one. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. But who knows? We might have. There might be a free trial. Who knows? At the start of it, you know, might be able to sign up for seven days and power through it. You know, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like, Take so a week off work. Trial. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, so, honestly, boss, I've got a very important meeting for the week. Yeah. I've got. I've got. It's set in the. It's set in the twenty second century. I've. I've got to go. It's a strange meeting. Yeah. Some would say it's a whole new world going to open to me, but I'm going to it. I'm just going to say, I'm going to and prosper. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be fair. It's not going to take you a week to binge through that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like if it takes you a day. <laughs> so next one we're going to go to is uh, it's still in June again. So this is June twenty seventh, and this one's on Sky Atlantic, which is Westworld season four. Uh, so I'm going to start the ball rolling on this one. Um, I watched season one. Uh, I watched season two, got quite bored of season two, and never went back for season three. So, and I don't have Sky anymore, so that's going in there for me. Alan? I watched season one. Some of the best television and best yep. writing and best acting I have ever seen in a TV series. Everything from the opening credits to everything that happens in this entire series absolutely bang on phenomenal i couldn't wait for every episode i sat there every weekend mm. oh my god this is so good television what season two was extremely disappointed by how yep. subpar it was in comparison to number one and how it just confused me with alternate timelines with bernard in every single timeline so i never knew where yeah. they were yeah yeah so it's just so confusing and just 
boring. And then they went to season three, and I thought it's got to get better. And they completely left the park altogether and went into the real world. I'm like, isn't this supposed to be called Westworld? Where's where's the Westworld? Mm. And absolutely so disappointed with the direction the story has taken in a war against mankind. Wasn't Aaron Paul in season three? He's in season three. He turns up, and he's now Mm. confirmed for season four as well. I couldn't be less interested if I tried. I'm so disappointed in the fact that they they, they apparently had a four-season story arc and never at one point thought, maybe we should make it about Westworld after the first season, which it really isn't. So, no, no thanks. Is it a no chance then? No chance for me. No chance. Phil? There was a season three? Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be honest, you know, season one, fantastic. Tandy Newton's boobs, fantastic. I couldn't even tell you what happened in season two. I think I watched it, and I think I got bored. I tell you what, there were were no Tandy Newton's boobs. They weren't there. They weren't in season two. Probably why I turned it off. Then let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think I watched season two. I'm 100 percent sure I got bored of it and stopped watching it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's a no chance for me. I haven't even watched season three. I'm not going to. Written by Christopher Nolan, I believe. I'm not even going to argue with you, but yeah, written by Christopher Nolan. That one didn't he? Yeah. What just season? Which all of it? Uh, let me just double check. I've got my notes here. Uh, where are we? Do, 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 do. I thought it was Jonathan Nolan, his brother, it, that wrote it. Could be Jonathan Nolan. I might be wrong, but don't, yeah. no, no could be right. No, I haven't actually written it down. But either way, I'm not a fan of the Nolans either way. So you know, yeah. So thanks. right, um, what we're going to so we, that's that's June. But I mean, what? Wow, that's a lot of TV and a lot of you know. Really, if you're a sci-fi fan, what an awesome sci-fi TV for one month. That's what amazing. I wanted to do was I've got a few sort of you know like hot picks for the you know the kind of the months to come over august and september um just because uh, july august september sorry just because there was a couple in that i thought we've got to kind of talk about as we're doing it uh, so the first one is july the 14th which is the resident evil netflix show so alan what do you think where's that sitting for you you know I love everything zombie. I've already I've already said I've watched all the, the 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 Resident Evil movies, and as they get degradingly worse and bad as they go on, I still love them. I absolutely love those movies, no matter. Sometimes they make com- yeah. they're complete nonsense and they're absolutely stupid. Normally I would criticise these type of films, but I love them because they're zombies and they got monsters, <laughs> and I absolutely love it. And I've watched the trailer. It's got Lance Reddick in it. That's immediately puts it up here for me. Immediately, I mean, it's, you know. Yes, exactly. I mean, anything he's in, whether it be John Wick, Destiny, or apparently Resident Evil, the man is a, a, a consummate professional actor, and we love him. So Let's get Alan that, on Destiny. Yeah, <laughs> immediately, I'm like, I've got to watch this. And I watched it, and it sounds very interesting. We're talking about it being in two timelines, the first in Raccoon City with the two daughter supposedly of, of Albert Wesker played by Lance Reddick and then it moves forward something like 15-20 years and like one of the sisters has grown up and it's now the apocalypse I love this scenario it sounds interesting it sounds unusual it sounds different I, and I love the universe of Resident Evil personally I can't wait for this it's on Netflix it's going to be a day one for me okay day one for Alan Mr Phil I'm in exactly the same boat as Alan I love the Resident Evil movies. I know the last five are terrible of the seven. I know they're bad. And I know they tried to fix it by wheeling in characters that we know and love from the games and it didn't work. It's still bad. 
and I've watched the animated movies, and they're definitely better than the live action ones. But yeah. and they did that other series as well that they recently put on Netflix that was also pretty terrible, to be honest with you. But it's Resident Evil, so I still loved it. I love the games, and I'm definitely going to watch this on day one. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other things in there. It's, is it that? Is it Kayla Scuderia or something? The one that was some skins is in it as well. The, her name. Yeah. Her name's Kayla Scuderia. She, she, she's named after a Ferrari. Scudelaria or something like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, anyway, she's in it, and I was like, mm, yeah, we've got to watch it for that. Okay, so it's a diplomatic process, like we say. It's not a chance in hell I'm watching this. Like, um, you know, out of the seven movies, there's been seven bad movies, from what I hear, because I watched the two good ones, and they were shite. Um, so, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, it's just but, like me and Cowboys. There you go. Yeah, that, that would have been a better reference, wouldn't it? There we go. So, uh, But no, we're sitting in day one. You boys are excited for it. And if you're a Resident Evil fan, um, I'm sure it's going to be good. So, awesome. The next one is, we've got... We're still going to love it, so it doesn't matter. Sorry? <laughs> That's how it works. If you're a Resident Evil fan, even if it's terrible, we'll still love it. That's well, true. everything it's Resident true. Evil is terrible. Yeah. So, so we're my... going to love it. <laughs> the games, the games are head. awful. The films are terrible. We yeah. love it. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Love them all. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, so right next one so uh moving on to august the 17th on disney plus we have she hulk uh so this is a new one trailers only recently dropped on this one um some really cool little things in there i know a lot of people are kind of complaining about some of the cgi i mean i didn't really see that it's you know i don't um it seemed pretty decent to me um there was some nice kind of callbacks you had uh tim roth in there um which is great as abomination from i love original- that yeah, 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 from from the Incredible Hulk film, um, which was absolutely awesome. And you also see a bit of a tie in there. You see the room. Well, it's a bit of a spoiler. Not really a spoiler if you haven't seen Shang-Chi, but you need to see Shang-Chi because it's a cool movie. There's a port where, point in there where you've got Abomination and Wong. Wong opens a portal and you see this weird kind of cage thing they walk through. And it's the cage from She-Hulk. So it's a cool little tie into the movies as well. So um, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I mean, it's day one. I, I can't wait. For me, I'm going to sit it up there first. I can't wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Will I necessarily be jumping on it day one? No. You know, if it if I have to wait till the weekend for it, fair enough. But I'm excited. Mr. Allen. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Can't wait. I mean, I only watched the trailer a couple of days ago and I was mm. quite impressed. I don't know an awful lot about the character, but I love the fact that, that uh, you know, um, uh, that the, the Hulk is in it as the kind of like intelligent Hulk is in it. So from yeah. the Avengers sort of timeline. So I like that. I love the fact that they, they're bringing back Tim Roth as Abomination mm. from The Incredible Hulk. That is a fantastic, fantastic move for me. Yeah. The movie was awful. No offence to Edward Norton. <laughs> uh, and the, the CGI was awful on the abomination and both the hulk so that i'd like to see the abomination in this series hopefully be a bit better but apparently from what you said it's not but i didn't notice myself and i love the fact that benedict wong is in it as source of supreme wong again he's just wonderful i'm 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 very excited and again it's disney plus it's a no-brainer i'm already subscribed it's a can't wait not necessarily a day one but it's a can't wait i'm looking forward to it immensely excellent mr phil I'm in the same boat as you boys. You know, I'm subscribed Mm. to Disney Plus, so I'm going to watch it when it launches. I'm not so much interested in the character, but how it ties into the existing Marvel Universe. Like the fact that it overlaps with Chang-Chi and bits like that. And I I do, again, like you guys, I like the fact they're bringing back Tim Roth. I like the fact that it's got Mark Ruffalo in as the Intelligent Hulk. So I'm very much interested in seeing how it slots into the Marvel Universe and where they go with it. I'm not so interested in She-Hulk as a character, Mm. but... I'm hoping th- it'll be like it. Oh, God, I'm sorry. 
No, no, please carry on. It was your, your spot. I was going to say, finish. I was going to say, I'm hoping it's kind of like every other Marvel series that's appeared on there where I've gone, mm, that's a bit strange. I've gone, this is brilliant. You know, like, I hope it does a one division team where I sit there scratching my head for the first two yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. By the time I get to the third episode, I can't wait to watch the next one. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what will probably happen with it. I, I, I say what I do know about the character is the fact that it's based on, was it, it's, it's Bruce Banner's um, uh, 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 cousin, or cousin, or something, cousin yeah. Jennifer Walters, and she needs a blood transfusion, and he, Mark Ruffalo, the... Bruce Banner has to give it to her, and that's why she gets his powers. But she doesn't hulk out quite as much as he does. She just gets a, a quite a bit bigger and a bit mostlier, but not like mm. big, big Hulk. So when she's green, obviously. Um, but she's also a lawyer, so I get the feeling that there's from the stories that were told, there's this element of her trying. It's about her trying to actually still have a normal life as a lawyer whilst having this thing where she kind of ends up turning into this she-hulk and doing faulting almost like the series of the hulk in the 70s and this is what i find interesting i think if they go for that approach it could be a little bit different from Mm. series that we've had before in the marvel and i agree with what phil said that's what I've liked about series like WandaVision and some of the ones like Loki that have come out on Disney Plus, where they've gone for a little bit of a different approach. And it's still in the same universe, but they want to do something a little different. And I'm hoping they do this for She-Hulk. And from yeah. what I've read so far, it sounds like they might be. So that's yeah. what makes me interested. I think building on what you've said there, um, I think almost going like a step further and having it, because all of the seasons are all this, they are a big six episode story arc, aren't they? wonder if they would do this and have a episode of the week type thing that would so be so good a case a week and kind of really because they do like you say they do all yeah. these different genres don't they, they have different different yep. settings for all the different films and things like that that would be really really cool just to, and it's that one you could watch each episode just literally stand alone and it wouldn't matter maybe think, one sort of light overarching story but that would be really i think cool. something like strange new worlds is showing the the big mm. the, 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 the you know the producers in hollywood that actually there's still a very high demand for a mm. for a TV series that does a show of the week. Yeah. We're all about this overarching storyline these days, but you see the success and the way even all the Star Trek fans that hate everything that Star Trek that comes out these days, <laughs> yeah. and then Strange New Worlds comes out, and it's in back in the episodic formula of Next Generation, mm. and they're all like, this is amazing, we love it. Maybe they take note of that and they apply it to things like She-Hulk. I would mm. love that. A, a 12 to 24 episode run, where each week she takes on a case and it ends up with like, you know, maybe mm. having to fight somebody or do it take on some gangsters or I don't yeah, know something yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be really Proper fun something, yeah, yeah a bit different back to the <laughs> 1980s and the 1990s I'm all yeah. for that that'd be cool it's right really good like, stuff um, oh, Supernatural sorry. did Monster of the Week so mm. I can very much see that what that worked yeah. really well for that with the overarching backstory so I'd like to see something like that definitely yeah so moving on to the next one then I'm going to go to Phil first on this one so August 22nd on Sky Atlantic we have House of the Dragon which is the Game of Thrones prequel um, with um, Matt Smith, I believe. Matt Smith. Is, yeah, yeah, Matt Smith from Doctor yeah. Who, um, and other other things, obviously. Um, and it, um, from what I've seen, looks looks pretty good. What do you think, Phil? I'll be honest. I've done almost no research on this at all, and I was very late to the Game of Thrones. Game. You were. I'm almost very very you late. to watch it. <laughs> you did, and I thank you eternally for that because yeah. it was so so very much worth my time and effort mm. to watch through that. So. Based on how much I loved Game of Thrones on your recommendation, I've no doubt I will absolutely love this. So it's probably going to be a day one for me. Um, oh, right. What was it so released you... on? What was it released uh, on? Sky. Oh, no, I'm not going to sub to it for that. No, right. I'll just wait until it goes to another service. Sorry. Okay. No, no worries. No, that's fine. That's fine. 
Um, Alan? Yeah, um, I, I'm a massive fan. Massive fan of... of um, uh, um, uh, what was it? I forgot what it's called. Game, I've got of, Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game Dragons. of Thrones. Absolutely massive fan of Game of Thrones. Um, and I get what people say. I do. I do see that you know that after the fourth season, they start to conform a little bit more to what people wanted, and characters were less likely to be killed off. And the last series isn't as good. They rushed it, and blah 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 blah. That still doesn't mean the long night that episode in the middle oh, of the, the is still for so me good. one of the most amazing episodes of television yeah. I've ever watched ever oh, from yeah. any series ever. I watch it on a regular basis. Too dark. It's set nighttime. You yeah. mumpters. You idiots. Yeah, yeah. But Battle anyway, of the Bastards as well. What a yeah, Battle of There's so hard. many moments. The Red Wedding. I mean, there are yeah. so many moments where you're just sat there going, "Yeah, oh my god, it's such good television." And yes, it mixes some, but in the first four seasons, it was exemplary. It was the best mm. television ever. And this is the first season of this series with a huge amount of expectation but also some really really solid actors in it emma mm. darcy matt smith Riss evans paddy constantine uh, some really big names who've done a lot of this acting and we've already got some of this history in place so i'm so excited to see it but i ain't subbing to sky or hbo <laughs> i'm not doing it i'm just yeah, not doing yeah. it I, I've, I've already explained why it's not yeah. happening it's won't sub to service yeah yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Now, one thing I will say on this is um, I, I would normally be in the same house. It, it pretty much mirror exactly what you've said, Alan. I'm really, really excited for it. really, really want to see it, but I wouldn't sub to it. However, yeah. my mum is a massive Game of Thrones fan. She's watched Game of Thrones the entire thing probably four times now. Um, she has it on Blu-ray. That's right. My mum uses Blu-ray, Alan. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> not, not DVD. I love uh, so. my DVD box sets. They're lovely. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, Antiquated. yeah. So <laughs> she, she's they all yeah, like, fold so out. They all fold out with nice pictures. Yeah, so, so do the so Blu-rays and four Ks, Alan. <laughs> They're just modern technology. Come into the real world. Come follow. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, my mum's a massive fan, and she does have Sky. So. Mm. I'm going to be going around there to watch it with her. So, um, yeah, obviously, we're going to leave it in Won't Sub to Service because you guys are stuck there. Unless, Phil, you want to come around and watch it round with me and my mum. You're more than welcome to come I could, I can be down there an hour and 20 minutes. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Pick so, right, up. day one, round Craig's mum's house. <laughs> yeah, pick me up on the way. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Larson. We've never met before, but... <laughs> I'll just send her this episode and say, this is something around about an hour and 48 minutes you should probably know about. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> no, we'll leave it in won't sub to service as it is there. And then last but certainly not least, and I am going to go to Alan first on this one, uh, on the 2nd of September, we have The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power on Amazon. Well, I mean, there's Alan. no question. It's got to go straight to no chance. Yeah, of yep, course. Yeah, yep, of absolutely. course. What, absolutely. Let's not be silly, toss. hey? <laughs> I mean, I mean, my, my my wife said to me as she left this evening because we were having this conversation. So Ellie and I were talking about this pod and everything coming up, mm. and I mentioned the Rings of Power, and she said, "Oh, you said you didn't like it very much." I said, "That's not strictly true." What I said was, I watched the trailer and I was apprehensive. Mm. It's the same thing, right? So when, uh, and I, I'm sorry if I'm going to take a bit of time here, right? But I've told you before, when I first heard Lord of the Rings was being made into a TV series decades ago, I was like, there's no way. I've been reading Lord of the Rings since I was like 13 years old. And I was like, there's no way they can make this story into films and give it the justice it deserves. And then that first trailer came out and it had the fellowship coming over the hill. And I just sat there and went, 
Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Romance explosion. Each one of those characters looks exactly like I imagined them from the book. That looks am- and everything. And then I watched them every year. I went and watched the next film, and I have all the special editions. I know they're on DVD. I'm going to get them on Blu ray eventually. But okay. Whatever. But anyway, the point is, it's expensive. They cost it. They cost enough to buy in the first place. But anyway, I absolutely love these things. And then they said, "We're now going to make the Hobbit." And I went, "You know what? I was reading the Hobbit before I was reading Lord of the Rings. I'm so excited about this. This is going to be amazing." And then they said, "Oh, we're going to make it a trilogy." And I went, "Huh? Mm. A trilogy?" Really? Okay. I don't see how they can do that. I mean, it's a kid's film, really. It's not like Lord of the Rings, which is more adult. It's a kid's book. Mm. But okay, I'll give it the credit. Let's let's see whether they do any... It, and it, it, it's not bad. It's certainly not bad. But you can clearly see the studios went to Peter Jackson and said, we need another Lord of the Rings. Put enough content in it. Flesh it out. Stretch it as much as you can. Put loads <laughs> of stuff that's got nothing to do with the book in it to flesh it out in the world and make it much longer. And you know what it did? It just made it crapper it was okay it was good but it ain't brilliant there's no way up there with lord of the rings for me so when i saw the trailer for the rings of power i was kind of like yeah it looks really good but i'm a little bit trepidatious here i've been burned once before but it is based on the silmarillion it's based on five thousand years before lord of the rings so that mm. there is there's a lot of stuff they can do with this amazon have put a ridiculous amount of money into this half a billion dollars mm. into making this more than half a billion that's doing it justice this. isn't it yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Do you know what i mean a yeah, series exactly. like that it's yeah yeah so so i've got to think that it's going to be good it's coming out on prime it's day one no question absolutely no question but i'm a little bit cautious yeah yeah i mean yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go next because I'm going to be quick with this. It's day one for me. I cannot wait to see what they're going to deliver with this. Sticking that much money behind it, such a great amount of lore behind it. I mean, it's just one of the greatest things ever, isn't it, Lord of the Rings? The only thing I will say about the trailer is the music was really weird that they played through the it's, trailer. It does. It seems it seemed a bit cutesy. That's what I thought. Yeah. It felt a bit. It felt a bit never-ending story it felt yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the color they've got over it that's why i'm worried because mm, it mm, doesn't mm. seem like it had the lord of the rings feel to it it felt yeah. more like something a bit more children oriented and yeah. i don't like that but yeah. we'll see we'll see we'll see mr phil would you disagree with that i can't disagree with a single word you boys have said it's 100 nice. day one i watched the trailer again i was like this looks brilliant I didn't know what was wrong with it until you pointed out and now i think about yeah. it it's the music like i looked mm. at it i was like hmm Hmm. Mm. Still gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, it could have been a steaming turd came over the hill on, you know, and the or dwarfs, dwarfs are carrying it on a stick or something like that. I'd still watch it. <laughs> so you know, it's Lord of the Rings, isn't it? But yeah, no, no good I, stuff. I'm sure it will be good. It's they spent a lot of money on it. Like, they, can, they can't fuck it up, can they? Oh, they can oh, fuck it up. Well done, yeah, well yeah. done, Phil. You've done it now, Phil. We're gonna blame you if it's rubbish now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool, good stuff. Well, that's but it all doesn't those have movies. Gandalf in it. Sorry, but it, it doesn't, doesn't have Gandalf in it, so it's immediately less. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what we've got here, um, day one, we're saying Stranger Things, Kenobi, uh, Umbrella Academy, Resident Evil, and Rings of Power. We can't wait for the Orville, the Boys, and She Hulk. Take it or leave it with with, with Miss Marvel. As a whole, would say we won't sub to the service of Apple TV Plus, Sky Atlantic, or um, Paramount Plus. Um, and Westworld got a big fat no chance 
So that is your official without well without Ratley's input, but we're going to have to say you know you know he's got the week off. So the official, but without Ratley, um, <laughs> standing for our uh, TV um shows of june and slightly beyond so uh yeah that was pretty awesome guys i um really enjoyed going through that how about you i still want to watch strange new worlds i they yeah, look so mate. good but i can't come on telling you he's going to sub up to that he's going to get there and it's going to be sitting there and they're going to they're going to be running adverts for it on something else you know he's watching and he's going to be like if it dropped and everybody went it's all right it's not very mm. good I would have been like, oh, thank God for that. I would have been like, oh, my God. But it dropped and everybody's going, it's so good. We're three episodes in and it's so amazing. It's so good. We absolutely love it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, there we go. He's just so... going to stop it for you. So you the, don't worry uh, about it. It's like Elden <laughs> Ring all over again. She'll just sub it for you and you'll get it. The, uh, the music's kicking in. That means it's dripping down for time for the close. So thank you again this week for everyone for tuning in, listening, people live, people who've listened on podcast services, people on YouTube. We we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you very much. Uh, and it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from Alan. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from Phil. So long. Take it easy, everybody. Until next week. Bye.